Hey, this is Rasmane with Roleplaying Public Radio for RPP Actual Play, and we're playing Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition today with a scenario called Cotton Eye Joe. But I am not running this scenario. We have a guest GM, uh, Rita from the Old Ways Podcast. Hello, Rita. Hi, fun to be here. I am Rena Henze. I will be your keeper of arcane lore for this particular scenario, which I co-wrote with James Bennell, also of the Old Ways Podcast, set in the 1950s. And we are going to be investigating a folk song that may have uh, unexpected origins, and it is indeed called Cotton Eye Joe. And I'd like to introduce my wonderful cast for this episode. That's me. I'm Caleb. Uh, I do Cthulhu-y stuff over at Delta Green Dead Channels and other stuff at Heaven on Games Open Design. And I'm going to play Baxter Scroggins, a 1950s record executive company man. So obviously morally upright, uh, ethically consistent. Uh, yeah, very excited to play this staunch uh, defender of virtue. So. Definitely I guess I'm I'm advantage. on the list under Caleb. <laughs> so hi, I am Fad. I don't do anything. I show up on podcasts. You know, <laughs> I, I hobo. I ride the rails uh, between podcasts. That's what I do. And I am playing Carl Hunter, uh, electrical technician. And I, uh, you know, uh, I make sure the uh, I don't know what to tell you. I make sure the lines are hooked up and that uh, no one's frying themselves when it's not intentional. And sometimes even when it is intentional. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I hear tell, but uh, I wouldn't want to admit nothing. Hi, I'm Baz. I'm playing <clears throat> Gene Eric Whiteman, a security driver, security and driver. Mm-hmm. And I do stuff, but whatever. <laughs> I think plug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twitch.tv slash future Wolfington. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> watch me be a pirate or play Dead by Daylight, whatever. Mm-hmm. And hey, it's Ross. Uh, it's your boy Ross. And I do the roleplay public radio and let on air to dissidents and night clerk radio. And I, th- every problem can be solved, but with another podcast, it turns out. <laughs> uh, and uh, I am playing Shelly Mead, anthropologist. Uh, she doesn't like talking about her cousin. Shut up about her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. So we begin our story this evening on a hot, humid, moist July afternoon in Louisiana. Four of you have been dispatched by the Royal Jean Record Company to obtain the original lyrics of a popular folk song, Cotton Eye Joe. In this period in the 1950s, a lot of popular folk music has entered public domain, as the people who wrote them, if we know who they wrote them, have passed away and thus their legacy can be uh, snatched up and turned into recordings by various uh, record companies who may or may not be ruthless about it. And in this case, your company received a letter from a woman named Barbara Welch Sloan, saying that her great-great-grandfather, Rory Welch, was the originator of the popular folk song. Cotton Eye Joe has many, many varieties. No one knows exactly where it comes from. No one knows who wrote it. No one knows where did it go. But according to Barbara, her ancestor wrote it, and she has the lyrics and everything to prove it. So your job is to go and obtain the original lyrics, and to do a public recording of the song to bring it back to the company. 
This recording will, one, establish the fact that the song has been recorded, and two, give the company rights to it once Barbara has signed them over for a substantial sum of money. She was very insistent on that fact in her letter. So, you have been driving for several days at this point from Tennessee, all in the same car. I'm sure it has been a wonderful experience for all of you. There is no tension whatsoever. It's just been a great, great time. So, why don't we get a little description of our characters and uh, how they're feeling at this point three days into the journey, starting with who's driving this vehicle? I assume that would be me. Yep, Gene. The, dri- the driver. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I am. If I respond to anyone, it's with nothing but short grunts of mm, eyes on the road. Trying That's why to I hired to- you. Yeah, trying to get a destination as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. What does Gene look like? Just a brief idea. Uh, I am told that Gene has an athletic build with light brown hair, hazel eyes, uh, clean and well-kempt with white t-shirt, dungarees, and dungarees. That's his very plain style. Nondescript for the most part. Who'd be sitting next to Gene up front? Oh, um, I don't know. Is the uh, the one foot in the bill for this trip going to ride shotgun, or do they prefer to ride in the back? Oh, I'm pretty sure I would do the shotgun. No, no, no. (laughs) I didn't do that. Sorry. Uh, I'm I'm footing the bill for this thing. Uh, Baxter Scroggins has uh, one loafer hanging out the side mirror as the windows open, (laughs) and um, he is filling out paperwork on a clipboard, and he is in a. A uh, seersucker suit that is uh, too moist for that material uh, due to the heat, um, and I'm I'm fanning myself with said paperwork uh, as we speed down a dusty highway. I assume. I'm sure you've been great this whole time as well, Baxter. Mm-hmm. I didn't Everybody complain at all or berate my employees. None of that. Not a record executive. Uh. Uh-uh. Definitely not. So, uh, in the back seat, we would have Shelly. Yes. Uh, Shelly has brown hair, uh, kind of unkempt, especially now because of all, you know, the driving, uh, smoky blue, gray eye. She has a thin frame and wearing, uh, button up, uh, short button ups and slacks. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, uh, Shelly has been constantly, uh, pestering, uh, uh, Baxter to change the radio station every so often so she can take notes on local music styles and uh, 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 just observing the South uh, uh, up close and personal. And uh, yeah, she is uh, trying to stay focused by trying to re- you know remain an objective academic observer uh, of the peoples uh, and the uh, culture. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, we have our working man. I mean, I can be least, I suppose. I don't, I don't really know about uh, any individual worth uh, in regard to any other. But uh, <laughs> Carl is uh, black hair, brown eyes, heavy set, sort of scars on the face and neck. Uh, just wearing sort of beat up uh, jeans, a work shirt that is now down to just one button, trying to keep cool. And uh, just sort of got the window rolled down, poking his head out every now and then. Uh Trying to like watching the academic curiously, uh, trying to see like what on earth you can pull from whatever happens to be on the radio. I don't know. I, I was for for being someone who works in Nashville, I was always more of a live music kind of person myself. I, I feel like the this the recordings blasted out end on end. It sort of drains the life out of it, you know. After a while, so 
in this very not at all tense car ride, you <laughs> finally, finally make it to the town of Bon Marais. Calling it a town is a little generous. There's your hotel, there's a church, city hall, grocer, a couple other smaller things, and maybe nine or ten houses as you sort of zip through the town before you realize that you're actually there. Following Barbara's description, you take a small dirt path off to the side. Your car bumps a bit as you switch off from the actual road into this path, going to what Barbara refers to as an estate on the outskirts of town. The estate, if it can be called that in its current dilapidated condition, is a sprawling parcel of land based on whatever maps you've been able to accumulate. As you drive, you see that the land is overgrown with weeds, these creeping plants and these dark scrawny trees that trail their branches in the most inconvenient of places, including in front of your car, causing the occasional bump as you have to drive over them. Despite the sweltering heat and the humidity of this climate, as you drive and drive, you get the feeling that this particular estate has not been touched by sunlight for decades, perhaps longer. You see a few small critters making appearances, little eyes poking out at you, some snakes slowly slithering down these tree branches, but they're slow and lethargic until your car gets closer and then they skitter away in a horrible panic. You see one lone cypress tree as you pull up closer to the house. It looks as if it's choked the life out of any other trees that have attempted to grow in this place. Its gnarled roots reach out greedily towards the swamp water. You see a stranglehold around some stumps of trees that either have not completely grown or in some places have been cut down. And the roots dig deep and deeper into into these stumps. Something feels not quite right here. You don't know if it's be- this is the first time that you've been here, and thus you don't know what the atmosphere should feel like, but it's dark and heavy and murky. Finally, you pull up to the house. The house itself mimics the state of the land around it, in that it was clearly grand at some point, but has since fallen into complete ruin. It looks as if someone has done their best to take care of small parts of it, You can see some neatly boarded up windows that have been very well taken care of. The front porch is clean and painted recently, but the second floor looks like it's falling in and potentially very dangerous should you choose to go up there. Seated on the front porch in a rocking chair is a little old woman. Very old. She looks to be in at least her 80s. Her skin is paper thin. You can see as you park your car in front of the house. She's wearing clothing that was in style maybe 50 years ago that has been darned and well-kept, but is definitely old. And she's rocking back and forth, looking around at you. The only pop of color that you see here is a small houseplant at her foot. The leaves are reaching eagerly towards whatever light there is, but you see her occasionally lean down and say something as if she's whispering to it. And you have arrived at the Welch estate. What would you like to do? Uh, Can I have a conference with my team before we go out there to associate Mm -hmm. with sales? All right, I'm (laughs) going to turn around to Mead. Now, Mead, we talked about this. What's the history say about this song? Uh, Well, there's no known author, uh, and uh, thus it would be kind of 
No, sorry. Me, we talked about this. If you want to get paid, the history says about this song, it's cheaper than what she's asking for. That's what the history says, right? Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yes, All it's right. cheaper. There gotcha. we go. Good, good. All right, cool. All right, let's wrap this up. Get the hell out of this sty. Get back to Nashville. <laughs> I'm getting out of the car and putting on my best salesman style. Yeah. You guys can talk about whatever you want. I'll close the Baxter just as I feel like that's my job. Mm-hmm. I will I will follow Baxter uh taking notes, uh being very cheerful in case he's you know, offends uh Barbara. I assume that's Barbara. And since there's uh since yeah. there's nothing to record and nothing to wire on wire, I'm just going to be sort of uh, bringing up the rear guard, uh, moseying around, uh, thinking about how much I prefer the mountains to the swamp. <laughs> Valid. So Look, I'm just saying, it's like the, the mountains, that's the bones of the earth. That's out here is the meat and the hair. And let me ask you, which would you rather be standing in? <laughs> that's a very excellent point. So you all get out of the car, and the little old lady turns her head and looks at y'all. And she gives a little wave and says, y'all kinda, come on up here now. I do so, yeah. Mm-hmm. She points to a small table next to her rocking chair, and it's got this giant jug of what you assume to be sweet tea and several glasses laid out very neatly in excellent hospitality. It says, y'all get yourself some tea now and have a seat. I will pour everyone a cup of uh, sweet tea. I will abstain. I will take a nice big sip and like, hmm, it's delicious. It is extremely sweet. It is. You can feel the sugar coursing through your body. Ah, the correct way to make tea. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The best way to make sweet tea. Well, it's a pleasure to meet y'all folks. Uh, I suppose. I'm Henrietta Welch. Uh, suppose you're looking for my granddaughter, Barbara. Uh, Uh, yes, indeed, ma'am. Yeah. Well, she's at her house that way somewheres, but I'm expecting that since she saw your car driving in, she'll be coming out. Folks hear about the song, then? Yes, uh, I am Baxter Scroggins of Royal Jean Records, professional shellac and 78 slinger. It is lovely to meet you, ma'am. And your hospitality on this hot day is not gone unnoticed. Uh, It is much appreciated by these weary travelers. You're smooth. Oh, thank you, man. In this heat, I feel quite rumpled, but I appreciate your kind words. (laughs) Carl is laughing in the background. (laughs) What do you folks know about the song, then? She crosses her arms and starts rocking back and forth again, now that you're all up on her porch. Well, we here at Royal Jean take the providence of our songs with the utmost seriousness, which is why I've hired... (laughs) An anthropologist who is an expert in this area to come along and ensure that we give all due credit to the author of such a standard of American classics. Uh, yes, hello, I my name is Shelley. Forward, yeah. Yes, hi, I, I'm uh, Shelley uh, Mead. I'm an anthropologist. I'm here uh, to examine any kind of uh, history you have of the uh, song. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I read up what I could, but there's not a lot of historical record on this song that I could find in, uh, uh, or, or did I find anything? Um, you didn't find a whole lot. What you found is mostly 
No one seems to be sure where the original came from or what the original actually is. Uh, there's several different versions that have been written down. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them come from plantations in the pre-Civil War era, it sounds like. Some of mm -hmm. them have been written more recently in the 20s and the 30s. Uh, some of them have no provenance whatsoever. Yeah, I'll, couple, I'll, hmm? yeah. I'll explain that to what I, what I found to her, yeah. Yes, well, we've always uh, said around here that Grandpappy Rory wrote the original song. It's always been a known secret around here. She taps her nose. But, uh, Rory, uh, Welsh then? Uh, Rory, Grandpappy yeah. Rory. And uh, how uh, about, do you have any idea about when he would have written this? Oh, about a hundred years ago at this point. 1850-something, oh. definitely for the war. Oh, wow, that is quite old, yes. Uh, he Did you did he keep a diary, or were there any newspaper articles about him, or, uh, like, did he perform at the county fair or anything? Uh, Give me a psychology roll. Okay. Let me find out what my psychology is. Do, do, do. First roll of the game. Oh boy, I have a psychology of 10. This is great. <laughs> All right. Any anyone who's there can give me a psychology roll if you would like to. Weirdly enough, I don't make that. Uh I I'm shocked. <laughs> Gene ain't much of a psychologist, but he'll definitely roll it just yeah, Ooh, I got a twenty-five. All right, I rolled an eight, so I pass. <laughs> Good job, Gene. I rolled a ninety-nine, so I think I know what's you, going on. Did you yeah. fumble? Yep, I definitely fumbled. Yeah, okay. so did I. Forty-four. <laughs> okay. Well, um, a, a fumble in Call of Cthulhu is bad, so uh, <laughs> bad things happen. Uh, so first off, Baxter, you're you're very 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 certain that this old lady is holding out on you. She she's hiding things. She's she's reluctant. She doesn't want you here. And maybe she's making things up. You're you're starting to get suspicious of Henrietta on that failed psychology role or that fumble. Hey, old bird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Jean, you you can read people fairly well with what you do and your time in the war and well, your profession. And she seems conflicted. She seems a bit upset. Maybe she looks like she wants to say something, but then she pulls herself back as if she's not sure she should say it. When Shelley specifically asks if she knows anything about the history of, of Rory and the song. Oh, it was Henrietta, right? That was the name. Yes. Henrietta. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, look, uh, ma'am, we, uh, the sooner you, you tell us what we need, the sooner we can get out of your hair and let you get back to, you know, your life and whatnot. I would like to get home. My boss would like to expedite this as well. You're holding back. Come on, get get it out. What do, what do you have to say? <laughs> I I, I apologize, Miss Miss my my driver. He's an uncultured man. He's <laughs> from the city. It's hard background. Uh, the heat's gotten to his head. Well, I suppose you folks did come all this way. So she leans in. And she looks at looks at you, Carl says, Sit down now, young man. Too hot out here to be standing around. Well, didn't right. wanna uh, didn't wanna uh presuppose. You're not intruding, son. All right, well, here's what I know. First off, y'all folks know what the term cotton eye means? 
Mm. Uh, out of character? Well, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of meanings. Some of them sickness. Some of them old age. But around here in our part of part of Louisiana and parts of the South, it means man with lust in his eyes for things what ain't his. So she leans back and clasps her hands over her chest and goes back to rocking. You can see the little plant leaves are now tickling her ankle and she looks at it and you can almost swear the leaves pull back just slightly. Almost. But she looks at all of you in turn and says, there was a man named Joseph Taggart. Folks round these parts called him old Cotton-Eyed Joe because we suspected he was taking things. Always had an eye for the ladies, too. Never wanted to go too close to his old shack. Nobody did. He would sing drunken songs and call out. Never, never attacked no one, but made folks uncomfortable. What I know, based on old Grandpappy's stories, is one night he was real drunk. Real drunk. Joe was, and... He's walking down the road, stumbling around, comes across my grandmama, Sarah Welsh. She's just walking ahead of him. For some reason, runs up behind her, slits her throat, just leaves her there to die in the road. But she weren't dead. Must have been his first time trying to murder someone, because he didn't do it right. Severed her vocal cords but not the rest. She crawls down the road, makes it home. Grandpappy's there. She knew her letters, so she scribbled out. Joe was what done it. So Rory calls up a posse from town, and they go after him. Find him in his shack, drunk as a skunk. That's what Grandpappy would say. They drag him out into the swamp, and they hung him. Out there somewhere, and she gestures towards the dank and heavy swamp beyond. And, well, what I heard was, as they was dragging him to the tree, Grandpappy started fiddling. Down fiddler. And old Joe tosses him a coin out of his pocket. Says, don't stop. Paid the fiddler at a hanging. Gotta keep playing. So Rory did. He was angry. He was playing that fiddle. Some say that's when he wrote the song. They hung old Joe from that tree. They come back. That's where it comes from. And I don't reckon as any song written in such bitter hatred can bring any good to anyone. That's what I got to say. Well, Baxter, how's that for marketing? <laughs> well, uh, we're not here for any crash commercialism here, Whiteman. It's we have to make sure that this song is respected as the historical artifact it is. Of course, as uh, obviously lesser producers of musical wares are putting out uh, sock cop versions and uh, lavicious tunes that are played in dance halls and corrupting the youth. Uh, of course, the only way to protect this is a strict copyright on the original, of course, that we will, uh, Royal John, of course, enforce to the absolute letter of the law. 
in order to preserve the legacy of this uh, historical event. Shelly is furiously taking notes and just like <laughs> uh, just imagining the book she could write with us. Uh, uh, that is, of course, all a lie. So I don't know if I need to roll for that. Um, yeah, she yeah, gives Carl- you the stare. <laughs> Carl's just fidgeting with a, a, a bullet in his pocket that, uh, yeah, he's just thinking about things. Just a lucky bullet. Yeah. Uh, Carl, give me a spot hidden. You're not really engaged in the conversation at the moment. All right. Let's see. Spot hidden. 60. God damn. 70. Fail. <laughs> okay. So you get the feeling someone's watching somewhere, oh. but you look around and you can't see anybody. But it is so dark and the humidity hangs so heavily over everything that maybe it's it's just a bird or a gator out in the swamp nearby. Uh, Probably yes. fine. Mountains never stare at me like this. <laughs> <laughs> but the bears do. So as you're having this conversation, you hear a loud huffing and puffing coming from the road that you just came up. And you see a middle-aged woman in very tight leopard print. And a very tight black skirt comes above her knees. It is far too tight for her. And she looks like she can barely breathe. She's clutching at a string of oversized pearls. And she's... Ah, ah, folks. Um, um, You must be looking for me. Uh, I'm Barbara... Welsh. Uh, You got some tea over here if you need a a cool off there, ma'am. Why, why, Miss Henrietta, you did not say you had a granddaughter, uh, nor uh, such a fetching one. Uh. Babs gives you a a look, just like a, oh, hello. (laughs) But she grabs a glass of iced tea and chugs it. Y'all must be the the folks from the record label. Oh, I'm, Uh, I'm Barbara, you can call me Babs. I, I I kiss her hand with a bow and introduce myself. Yeah. <laughs> her eyes light up. She's wearing far too much makeup, especially for this kind of hot and humid day. Um, you can see that some of some of her foundation and her uh, and her blush are melting a little bit down her face. Uh, but she turns on the charm, says, "Well, you know, uh, I, I'm the one that did the right, and you didn't need to come bother old Granny Henrietta out here." But uh, I'm I'm sure she enjoyed the company. Oh, yes, well. no, oh, just telling us some of the history of the song. It's quite fascinating. Uh, this, uh, this yes, yes, stuff. yes. Uh, did you bring the contract with you? I, I uh, did indeed. Yeah, I'm very excited to get out the contract. Past you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we do we do need some sort of a, a, a proof, um, and uh, uh, we will need to make a recording, of course. Um, oh, of, of course. I've I've had it all set up with the mayor. We're going to do a recording tomorrow night uh, in the town hall. It's got beautiful acoustics. I think was the word that he said. Uh, I'm I'm sure it'll be wonderful, and and uh, it'll be a big ceremony. We'll, we'll my my son. He's going to re- he's beautiful fiddle player. Beautiful. Must get it from his great great grandpappy. Uh, and you you can see you don't even need to make a roll for this. Henrietta is just rolling her eyes almost <laughs> so far back she can see her brain. Mm-hmm. 
but my, my son Hunter's a wonderful fiddler and he'll be, he'll be able to, to play the song for us. It'll be magical the first time anyone hears the lyrics or, or sees, sees the song performed for the first time in its original form. Oh, do you have the written lyrics written down that I could look at? She suddenly just looks down at the ground and then sideways. Uh, well, see, the thing is, I, I know they're here somewhere. I don't oh. personally have them. Mm-hmm. But they're somewhere. Okay, well, we have a day to find them then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henrietta is rolling her eyes in the background and says, call these folks here and you don't even know where the song is, you crazy woman. She <laughs> cackles. <laughs> Just like you, Barbara Welch Sloan. Says, now, Granny, don't excite yourself. She shakes her head with her massive perm. Carl's sort of chuckling, and he uh, picks up the pitcher and goes over to refill Granny's cup. <laughs> well, ain't you a nice young man? Respecting your elders. Well, ma'am, I feel like we better ingratiate ourselves if we're going to be uh, uh, here being a bother for longer than you expected. Thank you for being honest. She's looking around at everyone and says, Well, I suppose you could look in the attic. Probably something up there. That's where old uh, Grandpappy kept his instruments and things. Barbara's glaring daggers at her grandmother's. Granny, you never told me. You never asked. You just went digging holes up around the property looking for something. Good ask, but no. Holes? Uh, did, did you? Is there a legend about a a, a buried? fiddle or something uh, uh barbara uh well i just i i was looking for the box before box that contains things before y'all showed up because uh he had to have kept it in something right and i couldn't find it anywhere and granny wasn't being helpful so we went looking looked in the in the old shack we looked in the barn we lo- ain't been anything there for a long time i thought maybe he hid it in a floorboard went digging around the place not mm-hmm. much out here, Granny. There is a definite air of, of tension between these two women. <laughs> well, if it was in the ground buried to 1850, a century of, uh, boy, that would do a number on any kind of uh, containers. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, just, uh, yeah, well, anyways, I'm sure it's in the attic, yeah. Well, thank God we are here to help. Uh, I-, I shudder to think what would happen to you two fine ladies if you were... Drawn to the snake pit that is Nashville, uh, the record count business can be full of throat slitters and, and men of low character. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that we are here to help preserve this historical document uh, in its proper form with an expert like Miss Mead, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure well. you would never do anything uh, sleazy was the word you used, Mr. Scroggins. Uh, says. I, w- I would never, of course not. Uh, if if my trek across country is not a sign of my earnest uh, desire to see this business handled correctly in an upright manner, I don't know what else I could say. Uh, yes, well, you can have a look up in the attic. You could look in the shack if you wanted to, but, uh, well. Well, maybe I'm we should split up. I snap. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Go dig through her things. We have permission. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to the attic, uh, but somebody should definitely check out the this this shack. 
I will be um, taking th- photos, by the way. I'm taking photos of everything. Uh, Hunter and Miss Mead can find the document and help you out. Uh, Mr. Wyman and I could accompany you to you with this shack. Uh, it'd be, I'd, I'd love to get a picture of it, uh, or perhaps a sketch for the documents. And Babs looks at you, Carl, says, Oh, your name Hunter, too, just like my wonderful son. Oh, that's uh, what a coincidence that is. Yeah, Carl <laughs> Hunter, ma'am. I suppose we did not uh, uh, rightly introduce ourselves, but uh, oh, yeah, pleasure. Pleasure to meet you. Well, Doc, uh, shall we uh, up to the, the excavation? Hey, so uh, who's going where? Uh, Shelly is definitely going to the attic. Okay. I will be going to the shack with, uh, well. Yeah, I want Whiteman to drive me. I don't want to walk. It's all possible. <laughs> so, Carl, are yeah, you I'm, going in, inside then? Yeah, I'm going to the attic because that's what uh, that's what Scroggin said. And uh, at the end of the day, I got to make sure I get that full travel stipend because uh, I, I do not want to get ripped off because I didn't follow orders or whatever nonsense <laughs> they're going to cook up on the other side. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure Baxter would never. Mm. <laughs> all right. Uh, so Baxter and Gene get back in the car. Uh, Babs stuffs herself into the back seat, uh, and you can can feel her hot breath on the back of your neck, Baxter, as she's leaning in a bit too close. She smells <laughs> slightly of gin, but she's talking very loudly and giving you directions to where the shack is. It's not that far away, but you get the feeling it's better driving anyway because of all the soft ground. There's the branches that are trailing um, and also if she's been digging out here, <laughs> you don't want to accidentally stop, step in any holes and break an ankle. Um, so we'll start with the two who are going into the house because that's closer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Carl and Shelly, you go into the house at, and Henrietta sits on the front porch and is muttering something in, in what sounds like French. Um, uh, but you go in, you see this part of the house Inside is neatly kept, at least. Uh, There's water damage on some of the walls. There's some broken flooring in places. You're not sure how this very old lady manages to get through here on her own. Uh, But there's gas lamps that are lining the walls. There's very well-kept portraits, one of which you can see. The most recent one appears to be of Henrietta as a young girl. You can see that same little smirk on her face. Uh, and she and you assume her parents are standing there staring in that kind of old fashioned sort of way where no one smiles Mm -hmm. in anything, but Henrietta still is. She looks to be about seven or eight in this portrait. As far as you can tell, there's only three rooms down here that appear to be used regularly. You can see a kitchen up ahead of you. There's what looks like a wood burning stove. You've got antique pots and pans. It's very, very clean. There's a small sitting room off to your left with a very well-repaired couch, a bookcase of very dusty books, uh, and what looks like a small bedroom with a lovingly maintained four-poster bed and a small table next to it in an old wardrobe. Despite how well-maintained everything is, you can feel that heavy, intense air of decline. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's from the, the mold growing in some of the unused rooms Maybe it's the sound of the creaking floorboards, but this is definitely a house that has fallen into disrepair. There is a flight of stairs leading up to what you would assume would be the attic. Okay. They do look to be fairly busted up. Uh, before I go up to the attic, I want to look at the bookshelf real quick and see if they have like 
any books that look like journals, diaries, or like a family Bible, uh, because, you know, families, you keep notes in those uh, kind of things. And or just any weird books that would be out of place in this kind of household. Okay, give me a spot hidden roll. What is my spot hidden? I hope it would be. Yay, it's actually 50%. So. Hey, 46 out of 50. Wonderful. So you see some very well maintained, but still fairly dusty uh, old older books Mm -hmm. uh, dating back to at least the 1850s in here. Uh, But you do find a family Bible and inside, as was tradition for a lot of families, you find a family tree going all the way back to about 1640. This is a very old Bible. It's I don't not think my family knew how to write until about half that far back. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a 1640s Bible. It's probably been copied over, but uh, from an older Bible. But it's very neatly kept in penmanship, and you can see that there is a Rory Welsh and a Sarah Jean, and then there is a Jean Baptiste Welsh and a Mary Jenkins. Okay. And then Henrietta Welsh, no mention of a husband, but mm-hmm. the line continues on to Barbara Welsh, mm. Hank Sloan, and then Hunter Welch Sloan. Okay. Um, I will take a photo of the family tree um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, keep a note of that, uh, mm-hmm. but put it back. Okay. So you put the Bible back. The air is heavy in here because the windows aren't open and it is a very hot June, Louisiana day. But from what you can see inside, the windows appear to be mostly broken, which is why they've been boarded out on the outside, uh, boarded up on the outside, you would assume. Uh, But it is getting a bit warm in here. Okay. I hope there are windows in the attic because I do not relish being wandering around up there in the dark with candles or some such. Do I have a flashlight? What kind of... I got a lighter. <laughs> okay. I'd, I'd say yeah. you have a flashlight. That's something that would be normal to have, especially on a on a trip, road yeah. trip kind of thing. As a good anthropologist, I'm never without my flashlight. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. All right. So, I going upstairs. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. That's where she said it would be. So, or Lead could the way, be. Tell me where to dig. Well, right. not not in the attic. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, being metaphorical. <laughs> That's an assumption. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you start going up the stairs, which creak heavily under your weight. It lo- they look like they haven't been used in quite a bit. And I, as you get about halfway up, I need dexterity rolls from both of you. <laughs> Love that for me. Uh, oh, I'm quick. Hey, yeah. 42 under 50. Yeah, 44. Okay. So as you step uh, onto the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You step onto the middle step, Shelly. There's a an ominous creaking, and you can see the the board of the stairs start to splinter. But you manage to get up to the next step before it completely collapses and falls down. This one hmm. particular step, so you saved yourself from uh, perhaps a bit of a uh, bit of damage there. Uh, I'm no kind of structural engineer, but I think maybe we ought to be stepping lightly. Yeah. Um... We need to get, yeah, this is uh, maybe the last time anyone enters this attic. Mm-hmm. Oof. 
So you make your way up to the attic, and as you open the door, you're hit with the smell of mildew and dust, but also a an heavy animal scent. You see it looks like from behind, in the past, some tree crashed into the roof here. The tree is no longer there, but the part of the roof is caved in. There's pools of water, small pools on the floor. Perhaps it's rained recently, or perhaps it's just the general moisture. There's mildew and mold on the walls and peeling wallpaper, ripping down towards the floor. Uh, There's also the skittering of what sounds like mice, perhaps, in the walls. Mice, yeah, definitely just mice. It'll be fine. Uh, But there is a chest, an old antique steamer trunk it looks like on the far end it looks like it's been rusted a bit and uh, there's water stains on the top and a broken fiddle on the ground it looks like maybe it's been broken over someone's knee okay um anything else of note but just or just those two things There's piles of old books. You can see some boxes that have what look like children's toys uh, or clothes in them. The sort of things you'd store up in an attic. uh, But they're not particularly uh, interest-grabbing. Okay. Yeah, I'll look at the uh, fiddle and kind of try and date it and uh, see if there's any writing or anything else on it. Okay. If you're trying to date it, give me an anthropology roll. Hey, the thing I'm good at. Uh, yeah, four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four, wow, that's an extreme. Okay, so you take a look at the fiddle, and you did some prep work for coming mm-hmm. up here, I assume, looking at musical instruments of the era, uh, looking at how music was written, especially in folklore, and you can pin it to about the 1850s. This might be it. You might have found Rory's fiddle. Uh, it certainly would fit in. Um, all right all right well and is that actually that something we need or is that just sort yeah, of a yeah. neat side benefit yeah uh sorry go ahead with with the extreme uh if, before you go carl mm. sorry uh with the extreme you see on the on the inside where it's been broken like inside underneath the strings someone has scratched out some very angry looking words like they took them with a knife after the fiddle was broken and just hacked them inside mm-hmm. this fiddle. And you see the the words Joe. You see damn song. My head. Stop. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I will point that out to Carl. Well, I think this is it. I mean, the, the Joe DM well, I mean, fiddle. Oh, we got an interesting historical curiosity, but don't we need some kind of paperwork before we... Can oh, sure. Uh, I mean, this will strengthen our case, but yeah, we need the actual lyrics on paper, ideally. Um, well, I, I, I'm glad that this helps you find some interest in this, other than the uh, the purely commercial. I'm just saying. Well, there was a Joe, apparently. Um, so, yeah. So uh, that seems I, authentic, then? Not a, not like a prop of some kind? Mm-mm. No, you couldn't fake this kind of... They wouldn't know how to fake this kind of uh, uh, aging... Uh, right. or the style of fiddle. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll open up the steamer. Okay. So you open up the steamer trunk and inside you find stacks of 
books. Some of them are molding. Some of them are falling apart because the water, it appears, has dripped through some of the cracks in this old steamer trunk. Uh, the top, uh, top row of papers is covered in mold. And some of them, as you pick them up, just sort of rot away almost in your hands like they dissolve the way paper does when it's been wet for too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get a little bit of ink bleed on your fingers from some of these papers. But inside, you do find uh, some notebooks. And you find some older books as well, like the old sort of Penny Dreadful style. Uh, someone had an interesting taste in literature around the turn of the century. Uh, and no box. But you do have these papers. Okay. Um yeah, I'll take the papers. I assume there's too many for me to just read quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh I will I will go through them later, but yeah, be very very careful with them. As a trained anthropologist, of course I would know <laughs> how to handle moldy old papers. Um and yeah. Okay. Uh well, I mean if there's no uh no box of kind we're supposedly looking for, I suppose I'm going to start poking around, see if there's any uh I don't know other little hidden holes of anything or anywhere Mm -hmm. someone might stash something valuable. Okay. So Carl, you notice, and you notice when you were downstairs too, this house was never wired for electricity or anything of that sort. Uh, So it appears Henrietta has been quite happy being here this whole time without uh, modern conveniences, let's say. Um, But you can give me a spot hidden hole as you are poking around. Well, I imagine the fewer modern conveniences, the more the inconvenience probably keeps your daughter out of her hair. <laughs> uh, oh, nope, that is a fail. Okay. <laughs> Regular so, fail, but... So you're poking around, you're looking for little holes where people might have stashed things. You do find some places where the the wood of the wall has rotted away, and uh, you stick your hand in and you feel something skittering over it and pull it back. Uh, there's definitely bugs or something in these walls uh but you don't you don't really find anything else up here so Mm -hmm. we'll leave you two there for the moment with your papers uh and this busted up fiddle and have a look in on baxter gene and babs at the shack so following babs's directions and with your car bumping along literally in some places as you hit potholes you come up to this dilapidated looking shack and Barbara is yelling in your ear, Baxter, for some reason, that uh, that Grandma says that this is where great-great-grandpappy used to write his songs and where he'd go when he wanted to be alone and all of these things, just uh, telling you history that you weren't particularly interest in, interested in, maybe. But she seems very keen to talk to you. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to let her. And I'm listening intently, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very excited to hear about all of this. Lovely, definitely real history uh, that she's giving me. Yeah. (laughs) So you pull up outside the shack. The door is barely hanging on by its hinges. It's partially overgrown with moss and dead leaves. It doesn't look like they've really grown here. They're just, they grew at some point and then stayed. And you can see some broken uh, slats in some places, but uh, Babs just shakes her head and says, It's a shame the way mama's let the 
grandmama's let the property go to ruin. I mean, just with, with what you're gonna, with what you're gonna pay for this song, you know, we, we're gonna make this place beautiful and she'll have a wonderful place to live. You know, she's 94. Can you believe it's still staying out here? We've been trying to get her out of that house for quite some time, get her into a nice home in town. And she's just going on and on and on about her plans for getting grandma off her property. <laughs> well, I, I expect the advance of a song such as this would be enough to take care of this whole property, not to mention the royalty, neither of which are in the contract and explicitly forbidden by the what I've written. But um, <laughs> I can say whatever I want. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let it, dream big. Go, go for it, Babs. Yeah. Uh, I get out. Do I have a camera? Do I have like a beacon or something? I can take a picture of this place. Give me a luck roll. Okay. I got a 30. (laughs) I do not. Okay. So you didn't bring bring your camera because you had to fill up the space in your suitcase with your suits and, uh, Mm -hmm. and other signs of status. So the the camera, yeah, Shelly's got the camera back at the house. (laughs) So do you go in? Uh, I let Whiteman take the lead um, with a lovely, polite gesture that he can go first. Um, yeah. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just a, like a dilapidated shack. Um, yeah. Is, it lo- is there a lock on it? I'm sorry. I don't... No, the door is hanging partially off its hinges. I will, as gingerly as possible, try to open the door without removing it from the hinges. Okay, the door creaks open, and you get hit with this musty, dusty smell from inside. Uh, it It's not quite as heavy as if this place hasn't been open for decades, because Babs did say that she came in here once uh, looking for the box, but it is still fairly heavy, and there's that heavy moisture in the air that everything seems to be touched by in this part of the world. All right, um, I will um, just kind of casually move my flashlight around the uh, shack looking for, like, Baxter, what am I looking for? Uh, well, what is my man looking for, Miss Welch? Uh, wh- where, where would this, what does this box look like? Great grandmama used to say that uh, her, her pappy, that was Joe, I'm not sorry, her pappy, that was Rory, had a, had a box he'd keep his special things in and that she never could find it when when great-great-grandma Sarah passed away, but that it had to be somewhere. I assume that's what he kept the, kept everything in, since it would have been important to him. Are we talking a box? Are we talking a footlocker? Oh, it would we... have been small. Can't be dragging, <laughs> dragging a, one of them big trunks around with you, now can you? Can't hide them well, neither. All right, um, I guess I'll make a spot hidden to locate small box. <laughs> okay, are you going in? Oh, yeah, I'm going in. Okay, so you go in, you see that there's an old dilapidated desk at the far end uh, under this grimy, dirty, partially cracked window. Uh, it's a very small shack. There's not a whole lot in here, but there's a table. There's some papers scattered across it, a chair that's been knocked over, and a few other knickknacks laying around. Uh, so as you go in, before you make that spot hidden, give me a dexterity roll. Wonderful. I'm pretty dexterous. Uh, 60 flat. So yeah, I pass it. Okay. So there is a patch of mold that is a bit damp 
on the floor and you just about set your foot on it and go slipping, but you manage to catch yourself just in time uh, before you fall and potentially crack your head on these old moldy floorboards. So you can move on in and give me that spot hidden. Wonderful. Uh, 41 out of 50. Okay. You see some places in the floor that look like they could have been, I mean, they could, they could just be broken from age and, and weather, but some of them look like they could have been pried up maybe for places to put things. All right. Um, I'll feel around them for, is there some sort of like handhold somewhere and get like a hand can get in there to potentially lift it. Okay. Um, or wait, actually, um, is there like a, a pry bar somewhere around here or something? I don't feel like getting my hand down in a floorboard <laughs> to a swamp shack. God knows what's waiting for me. All right. Come on. No. 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 Okay. So if there was a pry bar here, it's been removed. And Bab says, oh, we, we took anything we could find that wasn't molded or, or rotted or, or whatever. Just, just you know how, how difficult the economy is in these, these years after the war. Yeah, and she's just I just kind of on. ignore her and reach down and lift it. I'm like, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, give me another luck roll. Oh, great. I know. I am not lucky today. I am, again, not lucky. Okay. I like it's 25. Not, not lucky. All right. Something bites your hand. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, you pull your hand back and there is a small snake attached to it. Just sinking its fangs into the side of your hand. Uh, and you're going to take two points of damage as it sinks, sinks, sinks. And it, ow, it hurts like hell. Yeah, uh, I kill that snake and then mm-hmm. um, proceed done. to flash my light down into the hole and see if there are more snakes waiting for me. <laughs> uh, you don't see any more snakes down in this hole, but not this one, but the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this this bit appears to be empty. Baxter, are you coming in and following Gene as he's looking for things, or are you did I see him get bit by a Bax? snake? Because then no. But if I <laughs> did not see that, then then sure, I will peek my head in and ask how Whiteman is doing. Yeah, I'll actually throw the dead snake at Baxter and be like, <laughs> "Yep, that's a bonus there." Oh, oh my! I I shall keep the lady company. Wasn't uh, aware I would be getting hazard pay on this job, but be sure to put that in the invoice, Baxter. <laughs> So uh, yeah, yes, uh, cer- certainly, Whiteman. You're doing a bang up job. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll handle it out here. There's, there's a lot of things you could handle, Baxter. <laughs> I'm saying, you just Christ. hear from you just hear in your ear, <laughs> and a hand on your shoulder. So I mean, uh, here we go. I just I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> you definitely do not. So, Gene, uh, you're looking in some of these other under some of these other floorboards. Yeah, I'm just looking around. Mm-hmm. With that successful spot hidden from earlier, as you go looking under one of these other floorboards, you see a place under one of them where the dirt looks different. It's lacking in color almost. Like it's this paler reflection of the rest of the dirt around it, as if the life has been sucked out of it. Oh. <laughs> well, 
<clears throat> I mean, if it looks different, I'm going to start digging in it. You dig, and it takes you a good ten minutes to dig through this patch of dirt. It feels dry and crumbly, not like the heavy, moist dirt around it. So it's actually easier to push aside. However, it does take you that 10 minutes, which means whatever is here was buried very deep. It must have taken time. And you finally hit metal. It's this click. And you find a small box, not very big at all, that is this rusted-looking, broken paint metal box. Paint has chipped off it in places. You can see it used to be red, but is now just sort of this dead color. Again, it looks like whatever it is has been sucked out of it. The essence of this box has been removed from it. And there is a very ornate looking lock on this box. Uh, Boss, I think I found your box. Excellent work, Gene Eric. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Oh, I I knew bringing you folks out here was going to be so Good, oh Baxter, you're so wonderful. Yep, I'll uh, retrieve it and hand it off to Baxter. Oh, uh, you carry it for now. We should open that back at the house with the assistance of the good doctor. No, 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 no. The the contents inside are not damaged. We're not opening that box till tomorrow. At the performance, it's going to be a whole big thing. I'm going to open it and show everyone what's inside this big historical moment. I mean, for our town, Rory's one of the most famous folks to ever come out of here, and well, he wasn't all that famous. So, it's it's going to be a big <laughs> event. Well, of course, we will have a, an unveiling ceremony, Miss Welch. But what if it has been damaged by the years? What if it is full of the snakes that have accosted my man? Uh, I would never, never risk your reputation by having you uh, embarrass yourself in front of all those people. We we must assuredly check. Uh, before we bring it to the crowd. Give me a hard persuade roll. Okay. Uh, is hard the half one half. or the fifth yeah. one? Okay. I could be mean and ask for an extreme, but I won't. Okay. I love the idea of a, of a bunch of Call of Cthulhu investigators arguing over who gets to open the box. Where's my persuade? <laughs> racing, racing to that. Let's red open line. it now. No, let's open it with anybody. witnesses. Yeah, I don't have anything in persuade. That's a shame. Uh, yeah, I don't make that. <laughs> oh, I have charm. I have charm. I made my charm roll, but I don't have persuade. Yeah. All right. She just gives you a look and says, "Well, we'll think about it." But uh, she, do you? Are you holding the box, Jean? Have you come out of the shack? I'm holding the box. Mm-hmm. She leans in and pokes it. Says, "Doesn't sound like any snakes in there to me." I didn't think there were any snakes underneath the floorboards either. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So you get back to the house, uh, unless you have somewhere else you want to be going. Oh no, no! I would like to see what's in this box. So that means we gotta gotta snow these old biddies to get alone with it. Uh, all right. <laughs> All right. I will be placing box in trunk. I am not going to be keeping it around myself. Okay. So you put the box in the trunk and yeah. you drive back to the house. Uh, at this point, Shelly and Carl, are you still looking around the house or do you go back out to see Henrietta? 
Uh, I'll Shelly will be keep poking around the house until she hears the car come back. Uh, but yeah, like just on the off chance or something else good. But yeah, yeah, actually, if, uh, once, if once I hear the car, yeah, yeah, if Shelly doesn't uh, show any particular need for my help, then yeah, I'm gonna go and hang out with the old lady. She gave me tea. She is my best friend. Now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, Carl, you go outside and sit on the porch with Henrietta, who insists that you take yet another uh, cup of tea. Because I, I do so to. gladly. Yeah. And she a- asks you questions about where you're from, how long you've been working, just kind of grandmotherly keeping up the conversation. But you can give me a spot-hidden roll. I'm not terrible at that, unless I roll like I have been. <laughs> Hey, 57, that is under 60, so I succeed. Okay, so you see her eyes kind of dart towards the door occasionally, and then occasionally out towards where the others drove off to, and she looks a little bit anxious. I imagine you're you're probably not used to so many visitors all in one go. I know my uh, my grandmammy she uh, she spent a lot of time alone after my granddad passed away. So uh, if if you're uh, you, you don't have to stand on ceremony, ma'am. If you want to 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 retire to sort of gather yourself a rest or something, you don't have to hang out on 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 your porch on my account. Oh, it's it's cool out here, even with the sun starting to sink over the horizon. It is still very hot and very humid. Cool oh, out here. I, I can. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'll stay out here for a bit, then I'll go go to bed. I suppose at some point, but uh, I want to see what you folks find. <laughs> well, I know the uh, the doc upstairs is very interested in that uh, that old fiddle that was up there in your attic. That will be grandpappy's. We think. Uh it's been up there as long as I've been alive. Ninety-four well, years. Could you it- believe it? May I ask, was it a was it in was it broken the last time you saw it? Because when we found it up there, it was smashed all the hell. Oh yes, it was it was busted up. Uh, I was playing up there as a little girl one time. I remember my my mama. She was she came up. She got real scared. Told me not to touch that thing. Had nightmares for a couple nights after being up there. Oh, I imagine there's a there's a lot of emotion in them kind of things. Uh, that story you told us about your uh, your old grandma. That I mean, I come pretty close to dying a few times in the war, so I know that's uh, surviving things. It leaves marks inside and out. So I imagine there's you know a lot in uh, in that old instrument and that old song. Uh, sounds like your family carries a, a lot of a lot of history. Well. Most of us do down here, son. Most of us do. I've seen a lot come and go. I've seen the world go to war twice now. Imagine. I mean, I remember the, the first war when I was, you know, little, but uh, not not much in specific. Uh, what what folks will do to other folks? Real, real shame. And at this point, uh. Gene and Baxter come driving up <laughs> bumpily <laughs> down this lack of road, and uh, you see, you can see Barbara like through the windshield. It looks very excited. Shelly comes out with the with the papers and the the violin, and like, look at all this stuff I have to investigate. It's great. Uh, just big old smile, and uh, yeah. 
I sort of raise a tea glass to you. Well, glad to see you're having a time, Doc. Oh yes, uh, uh, it's it's a uh, we must preserve and document these this, this cultural uh, uh, treasure before it disappears. Uh, it's uh, it's important we know where we come from and what what happened before, least we be are doomed to repeat it. <laughs> Fair enough. Looks like uh, everyone else is uh, in a good moods, uh, judging from their expressions yeah. in the house. Great mood, wonderful. It's been a great day. <laughs> And swelling up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, do I have first aid? Yeah, I, 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 I have first aid. aid. Do you, need, have, uh, uh, you need like a, a wrapping on on that hand there, or it's fine? All right. Oh. Okay. If you say it's fine, ooh, what's this? A box? You say? Uh, let me. Uh, can't, well, let's open it up. Oh no, wait. We should get to the hotel first. Uh, is there a hotel? Um, yes. We need, a, we need. Yeah. You have reservations at the one hotel in town. Not that well, reservations do- are really needed. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sure Miss Mead needs some time to make sure all of our uh, documents are properly preserved before we transfer them to the hotel. Um, and I, I of course, would love the chance to walk uh, fine Barbara here back to her home and have her show me more of this lovely property. Oh, yes, I could do it in the living uh, uh, over there uh, in the dining room. Yes, take all the time you need. Uh, of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. You found it. Oh. Oh, you can all give me psychology rolls. <laughs> oh boy! Hey, ten percent isn't zero percent. All right, nope. like <laughs> that is how numbers you miss one hundred percent of the psych rolls you don't take, and I rolled uh, one. Is a ninety a fumble, or is it just no, a regular? No, ninety-six plus. Okay, yeah. I rolled an odd one, and I'm getting very suspicious that I'm on house money right now Jeez. when it starts coming to important roles like sanity and don't die rolls. Yeah, I I whiff. Just nothing. I got a 48 out of 60. Okay, so Baxter, she seems uncomfortable around the box. You, you pick that up. Like She's shifting in her seat a little bit. Jean, with that zero one, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, that that's yeah. a critical. She's very concerned about something. You can tell. She's shifting in her seat. She's side-eyeing the box when it as it's getting passed around and she's muttering things to herself in in French. All right. Uh boss, can I have a word with you? Can I hear I I I do my character does speak French. Can does she hear this? Uh can she understand what she's saying? Give me a French roll. Ooh. Also, you know, it depends if it's French or if it's like Creole French. There, I don't think it's a roll in French. It's a it's a croissant. I actually make that twenty four <laughs> out of thirty five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it is Creole French, and so you can't quite make out everything that she's saying, but you know enough to pick a few things up, especially because okay. you probably would have looked into a little bit before you came out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's saying something about. No good, ain't right, no, can't, can't, I I can't do it. I, I will just go, oh, you can't do what? Do you need help getting uh, up? Uh, do you, do you oh. need some help? I, I, I need to retire for the night. Uh, oh, okay, yes, uh, uh, of course. Where is the there. box right now? Yeah, who's holding the box? The... Or did you set it down? Uh, I'll 
if, if no one, I will still be holding it then if no one's claiming it. But I mean, Shelly would definitely want to claim it. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I am currently holding it. Yeah. Uh, boss, well, me, of course, we are respecting the Welch's wishes and revealing it at the concert tomorrow. Oh. Uh, we wouldn't want to be untoward. Her her academic curiosity gets the better of her. You'll have to forgive her. Okay. What, what, well. Why don't you give me that there box, son? Uh, boss, I need to have a word with you. Uh, private, let's go to the car real fast. Man, oh, we'll yes, right uh, definitely, Gene. We'll have to take a look at that hand of yours. Yeah. 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 Go off to the side. Yes, do you want me to hold it, Gene? Uh, oh, I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to get away from out of the earshot of the uh, assembled party. And, um, uh, bosses, whatever's in this thing, she doesn't like it. So if we open it, it'd be best we did it at the hotel or something away from them. Uh, I, I concur. Uh, I am not about to have my knickers around my ankles in front of an entire crowd of people with the recording on uh, when we open a box full of moths and yeah. dirt. Uh, so we got to we got to get that open before we leave here today. Yeah, I'll, I'll save the knickers around your ankles for when you're alone with what's her face. I, what's her name? I don't <laughs> remember her name, but. <laughs> Uh, Weidman, you you steer on the roads. I will navigate the other waters. Uh, morality. I've been working with you for quite a while. Your ability to steer the waters of morality are quite problematic. But <laughs> again, I don't get paid to paid to worry about such things. But yes, I am. We're going to hold on to the box till we get to the hotel. Uh, so yeah, uh, that is my goal: is to like. At least see what's in the box before we leave it with them. That is my that is okay. my attempt. Yeah, um, but I don't know how it would be best to do that. How how uh, how married is Henrietta to the idea of getting that box? Well, if you go back to her, she's still standing there with her hand out. That belonged to my gr- my grandpappy. I got my rights. Indeed, you do, ma'am. Uh, fuck. <laughs> I don't say fuck. Uh, <laughs> it would uh, it would be I a shame for it would be a shame for something as old as this to you know be handled anything but the utmost care by someone of the professional such as Ms. Mead. Um, so I, you can understand why we're a bit apprehensive and just handing it over. Obviously, this is your property, but. For its preservation, I think it would be best if it were left under the care of a professional. Well, I was afraid of picking this thing up in the first place without falling apart in my hands. So, Henrietta, why don't we open it here on the porch so I can just see how delicate it is. Um, and if I need to, I, as a professional, uh, uh, I, can, I, can, I know how to preserve damaged historical documents and and uh, uh protect them uh and know know how to ensure that mold and humidity and all of that do not harm them um why don't we simply get, let me open it so we can assess it in you can watch as i open it up uh uh and uh, assess um its uh constitution for lack of a better term its durability why don't you folks come back tomorrow you can see she suddenly looks tired. I will take a photo of the box. Okay. Uh, um, and say, well, it is it is sealed right now. It hasn't been open in a long time. You can tell uh, it is. Um, so it'll, uh, if anyone opens it, it'll be very obvious to tell with those, those that amount of uh, grime on it. Um, 
it would be if it was open and closed again, there would be marks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Out of character. Is fast talk still a lie check in this edition? Yes. Of COC? Yes. Okay. It's still bullshitting. <laughs> can I can I make one last bullshit attempt? Of course. Before Always. we leave, I encourage um, it. Um, I'm I'm so sorry for my untoward compatriots. Uh, of course, it's your property. Of course, it's your box. Uh, you know, you have the key. What would we do to open it without the key? Mm-hmm. You have the key, correct? Maybe. House somewheres. Oh. Well, you would need the key, of course, to prove providence. You know, we would have to prove that it is, in fact, Rory Welch's box, and that it is on the property that is certainly helping within property law. But without the key, we cannot prove ownership. And if we cannot prove ownership, why, this whole deal could fall through. I'll go looking for the key tomorrow. Oh, 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 all right. If there were initials on the box, we could do that. But the the rust, we would need, you know, Miss Mead's expertise archaeologically. We'll open it together. Like your lovely friend here saying, you can tell if it's been opened. We'll Mm -hmm. open it together. But I'm an old lady and I need my rest. After 94 years, about all I do is sleep and drink tea. Uh, well, Well, all right. Uh, you 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 have a lovely night. Oh my! Look at the time. We're, we have a check strict check in at the hotel. Uh, we must be leaving. The three days it took to get here felt like ninety some odd years. So let's get to the hotel as quick as possible, please. Uh, uh, young man, uh, Carl, she looks uh, at you, Carl. Will you? Oh, would you yeah. mind helping me in? Huh? Freaky old. Oh, bones. certainly, ma'am. Uh, uh, you've been neighborly enough. I don't mind playing the role of a uh, helper there. You help her into the house. Uh, She's moving very slowly now, and you can tell even without a roll, Carl, she suddenly seems 94. She's not as spry and and making little comments like she was out on the porch. She's moving very slowly. You can can hear the, the wood creaking, and her breath is a little bit heavier as you help her to her room. You need anything else this evening, ma'am? I, I feel like you uh, you sort of lost your uh, lost a spring in your step there. You you doing all right? Way to history, son. Way to history. Yeah. That's all. She pats you, you on the shoulder. That. Well, all right. Well, uh, I hope that uh, the morning finds you in uh, better spirits. She gives you a hug, like the big grandmotherly sort of hug, and there's a bit of strength in it, but you can tell she's fading a bit. And she mm-hmm. smiles at you, and she totters into her room and closes the door. So, what do you all do now? The old lady has gone to bed, taking the box with her. <laughs> uh, I'm in the car waiting for people to join. Uh, I will. I will start. Time. I I still have the broken fiddle in the paper, so from the yeah we can take that apparently yeah unless they said otherwise. I I figured uh, uh yeah uh, something something omission it's fine it's definitely not a sin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I angrily yes, I will, uh, get in the car. Drink the as rest well. of the the glass of tea that I left on the porch and then head out to the car. <laughs> okay, yeah, ba- Baxter, uh, you've never had to deal with uh, grandmothers like this before. <laughs> uh, 
and it, it's it's a bit infuriating just how strong her will is, but you have been summarily dismissed like a naughty child. And you can all uh, make your way into town towards the hotel. Uh, Babs points out her house to you, Baxter, uh, which is on the, f- the edge of the property that's the closest to town. It's newer looking. It does look like it's at least been freshly painted. Uh, but you see standing on the front step is this young man, looks to be about 15. He's dressed all in black. He's got a guitar strung over his shoulder, and he's just standing there with his arms crossed. And uh, you can you can see him from here. He's scowling, but it appears to be aimed at Barbara. And she just leans over to you, Baxter, and taps you on the shoulder and says, uh, My husband won't be home tomorrow afternoon if you want to stop by and get a tour. And she winks <laughs> and she heads off to her house. So you can make your way. I do, Madame. You can make when your she's way out there saying, Damn swamp hags, drag me out of the fucking city for this. And I just start beating on the goddamn truck, like hunting for treasure in this godforsaken bog. Yeah. Just, Baxter, oh, hell, Baxter, it's, don't it's worry. Things out here, boss. You'd have better luck trying to pry up one of them stumps. <laughs> we'll get back to the hotel. We'll drink about it. All right. <laughs> I hate to meet the goddamn cat they skin for that fucking shirt. Just yeah, bro, just drinking a flask <laughs> out of the fucking dash. Just... Okay, so you make your way to the hotel, which is very easy to find. It is the only hotel in this tiny podunk town, and you check in. The nice matronly woman behind the desk does the standard: uh, no drinking in the rooms, no girls. Uh, no boys. She looks at you, Shelley. Says, "This is this is a reputable establishment," and uh, tells you breakfast will be served at seven a.m. sharp, and sends you off to your rooms. Is there anything particular you do for the evening as you prepare for bed? Or yes, Shelley. Uh, oh yeah, I am reading the hell out of those papers uh, and studying that fiddle in detail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, read read them out loud. Maybe sleep with your head resting on the on the fiddle. It'll be fine. <laughs> Have a great time there, Doc. Yeah, I can contact you to record my thoughts on it. Yeah. Yeah. Did we? I'm I'm assuming we brought recording equipment of some kind, but. Uh... Yeah, we'd we have did. to. Yeah, Wait, please in, don't it's let that trunk. be a literal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I wouldn't send yeah. a, a, a a technician along with you and no equipment for said technician. That would just be. Cruel and unusual. <laughs> uh, but uh, funny. So, Ross, I'm going to send you something in a moment in a private message. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what are the what are the rest of you doing? Do you do anything I mean, special? I, I do you just that, go to bed? Uh, well, I believe Gene Eric said something about drinking over our problems, and I ain't, certainly ain't going to say no to that. Yeah, I mean, that was the plan to drink until we fall asleep. <laughs> Okay. Well, I had too much. I had a lot of sweet tea today, so I need something to take the edge off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get the All sugar right. shakes real bad unless I, unless I tie off right. Okay, so at least two of y'all are drinking. Is that correct? Are we are we drinking in the rooms? Or are you trying to find a bar? Uh, I mean, I brought alcohol. The bar <laughs> is where I'm at. <laughs> we we brought it with us. Um <laughs> Yeah, is there is there a watering hole in town? Uh, there is a small bar in the hotel itself uh, that you can go and get your drinks from. 
So there, there doesn't appear to be a full on bar. People probably just come into the hotel for a drink or two, uh, or they drink at home, which is far more likely. Mm -hmm. So, um, if there's nobody down there to charm and get more information about the Welches, I will also angrily drink in my room until I fall asleep. <laughs> okay. So, Ross, you have something that you can look at? Ooh. I reckon I'll probably pour a little a bit of the whiskey over the snake bite on my hand just to clean it up a bit. I mean, probably you sure you don't idea. want me to have a look at that? I, I did pick up a few things overseas. I'm good. All right. <laughs> Ross is making a great face that makes me very comforted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't you glad he's not reading this out loud? To yeah, me? I'm sure right the direct now. message is great job. Mission accomplished. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's just minute details of like family history, genealogies, you know, lots of interesting anthropology. One and done, in and out, mission accomplished. Let's go home. <laughs> oh, okay. That's not great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It's fine. We, uh -huh. we call it poker fine. face Peyton around here. As long as you okay. keep it to yourself, everything is fine, Ross. <laughs> yeah, let's little poker awesome. face Peyton. Keep it yeah. close to the chest. <laughs> so. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just say, okay, that's all I need from you, Ross. I don't need to hear anymore. Hmm. Stop. Mm. <laughs> don't need to hear all the... Mm. Um, They're very so, good. Mm. Yeah. Do you Just all imagine a whole backstory. Yeah. I don't know. Ross's style is dragging the rest of the team kicking and screaming into the horror, so I'm used to it <laughs> at this point. Mm -hmm. That's how I like it. So yeah, I'll, uh, just, I'll just have a few drinks and then go to bed if there's nothing more interesting going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. So everyone goes to bed. It's still hot and humid. You have to keep the windows open. And even then it just feels like that's more humidity drifting into the room as you go to bed. But you all manage to fall asleep. Except Carl, as you're going and getting prepared for bed, you feel something in your pocket. I will investigate my pocket. There's a small ornate key in your pocket and a I'll little slip of damned. paper. And the slip of paper says, This key belongs to you now, Carl. I'm sorry. It's too heavy for me to keep carrying any longer. Hmm. Sneaky old bitty. Hmm. So. Well, I'm not, I'm not waking anyone up on a keys account, but I'll let mm -hmm. them know in the morning. Okay, so you go to bed, and you all have somewhat restless nights. It's hot. The air is heavy. You sleep, but there's the distant sound of dogs baying and... Heavy swamp water pouring through something in your dreams. It's not very pleasant. But for you, Carl, you see the box on a table sleep. 
And there's Henrietta standing there wearing a long, old-fashioned white nightdress. And she looks at you with terror in her eyes. And she says, Beware that box of wicked noise. And then you see this tall, angular figure rising up out of the box. His head is lolling at a strange angle. There are bugs pouring out of his eyes, out of his mouth. The swamp water rises up around him. It's like it's carrying him up out of the box. And you hear this deep reverberating chuckle. As he reaches out and he grabs onto Henrietta's shoulder and he drags her into the box, leaving a pool of stagnant water behind. And the box slams shut. And you all wake up to the next morning. Give me oh, a hard power roll, mix Carl. tea with whatever I had at the bar. Ooh. Hard power roll. Hard power roll, Carl. <laughs> all right, good. Uh... That is 57. What's my power? It'd be Ooh, half nope. your power. Yeah. Yeah, don't make that by anything. <laughs> okay. When you wake up, Carl, you don't quite remember what you dreamt. You you know it was something horrible. And you remember darkness and you remember maybe water? And it, you have this heavy sense of dread, but you don't know where it comes from, as you cannot remember the rest of the details of your dream. I do not like the swamp. <sighs> so, out of character, um, do we need to get a venue ready to record? Uh, so, today. What- what Babs told you was that she'd rented the town hall, that the mayor was very excited about it, uh, and that it had good acoustics, uh, was her word. <laughs> so uh, Carl will need to go and set up equipment at some point for this performance, but right. uh, you already have a venue laid out for you. Okay. So, oh, so- uh, uh, yeah. In the morning, first thing, I'm going to be like, hey, Baxter, great news. I found a journal. Uh, with corroborating information about the song. I think the original lyrics are in that box. Uh, that's what the diary says. Also, I think I can make a case about uh, hyster- like um, something about mass hysteria, uh, uh, sympathetic illness, uh, uh, belief, yeah, and superstition causing physical ailments among the people. Uh, it's quite fascinating stuff. They, 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 after they listened to the song, they got sick. So uh, I think, you know, the, the power of suggestion, you know, uh, there's a whole book in here for sure. Dr. Mead, <laughs> you're gonna have to dumb it down a bit for me. Is the journal signed? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, Sarah Welsh, uh, uh, Rory's, uh, wife. And it corroborates the author of the song. Yes. Uh, uh, Rory wrote it. Uh, well, yeah. actually it's a little, Joe wrote it, uh, but Rory, uh, 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 wrote the wrote it down. Uh, well, it was it's 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 the lyrics are in the journal. Uh, no, there. But the journal says the lyrics are in the box. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Well, well, we'll keep that for now until we get you know something. But I'm 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 quite concerned about property law. Uh, we need to establish the providence of the lyrics and the song. Um, 
Well, well Rory wrote it down, so there's you know it's it's his song as far as the law is concerned, as far as I could tell. Like, uh, you know, he, he yeah, we could just we we don't have to submit the journal, but the journal says the lyrics are in the box. That's all we need. Well, good. We got to get in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully an old swamp hag's ready to open up today. Oh, there's also a shack with some historical artifacts, I think, out there. Like, there's supposed to be a coin out there in Joe's shack. That's still out there? Probably not. It's been a century. But, um, yeah. Uh, A coin? Oh, yeah, the coin that Joe gave to Rory to play the the fiddle. the song payment on the way to the lynching and all that. Yeah, Yeah. apparently it's supposed to be out in that shack, which would be more corroborative evidence. But, um, you know, we don't. Obviously, that you need to get that. In our tetanus treasure box, we're not allowed to look inside. The coin yeah, they the thought they were cursed by the song, so it's it's quite interesting. Uh, uh, yeah. Actually, that that reminds me, uh, uh, Scroggins there. Uh, would it be perhaps worth any kind of extra bonus were I able to uh, ensure that we could get in that box with no further extra trouble? As long as it proves that the song uh, is written and I can get this contract signed and we can get the hell out of here, yeah. Can I get that in writing? Certainly! Hunter, <laughs> we are on the same side. Uh, you know, oh. you are you are my confidant. Yeah, you're the, you're the main electrician. You're riding the wires. We I can't do this without you. We are on the same side. Oh, there's side. actually two versions of the songs, and Rory wrote the one that is publicly known. That is written in the journal. But there's another version of the lyrics in the box. Um, that's the cursed version, of course. Um, fascinating, though. Wait, we... There's we two have, songs. Is any lyric in the journal for either uh, of them? Uh, no, not the actual lyrics. Right. It said Rory wrote the actual the one that people know, so we can copyright that one. We just have to get in the box. And there's a second song. We get two songs for the price of one. Uh, look, I, I'm not looking for some depressing ass murder ballad. I need something the kids can dance to. All right, Mead. Uh, the popular version is what we need, so I can stop everybody else publishing that shit, and we can get paid off of it. All right. Okay, okay. I'm just I you, there's another song today in their life. I swear to God, get in the car. Like I, yeah. I'm... So as you're having this conversation, getting ready to leave the hotel, uh, the, mm-hmm. Mrs. Hawkins, the proprietor, uh, leans over and says, "Um, phone call for someone from your group. Anybody will do." Is what she said. But she prefers uh, Mr. Scroggins. Why yes and keep. Uh, I, I'll be right there. Yeah, I, I rush inside. Yeah. Okay. So you rush in to take the phone, and it's Barbara, or Babs, and she just Barbara she, she she's she's dead, Mr. Scroggins. Uh, yes. What can I do for night. you? She died in the middle of the night, Mr. Scroggins. She's dead. Uh, my my God, who? Henrietta? Henrietta. I went oh, up you to poor the house. Thing. I went up to the house to see her and maybe see if, if if she let me see the box and and everything and 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 you know, get get her to, to loosen up a little bit so we could open it to, uh, at the at the performance today and and she was just lying there and she was all dead. Oh, oh my lord. Uh well you stay right there. We will be there as quick as we can to help. Oh, well, 
it's all right. The, the, the mortician's already come out and everything. And, 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 and she starts sniffling. We're, we're going to have a funeral this, this afternoon. If you want to come, she said she wanted to be in the ground in 24 hours. And it's so hot. Mortician said we can't really keep bodies out in this, in this humidity. She's just babbling at this point. But she wanted I, I, you to come to the funeral. Certainly, certainly, of course. Uh, for for a dear friend of Royal John, we, we would do nothing less. Um, I, we will be out as, as soon as we can. But we're still doing the performance tonight, right? <laughs> we we are. Yes, of course. We we in are. in 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 honor is what Henrietta would have wanted. Of course. Oh, of of course, of course. It's- Definitely what she would have wanted. <laughs> uh, we will be there toot sweet to help with the preparations for la- laying your dear mother to rest. Uh, it would it would be ungentlemanly to do anything else. All right. She sniffles and hangs up the phone. But before she does, you hear, I knew I could rely on you. Click. <laughs> I have always depended on the kindness of record executives. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Uh, okay, so what do you I, do? I wait until I'm away from the hotel manager. The old hag died. We got to get out there. They're going to be busy getting ready for the funeral. We can get that box open, get what we need, and get the hell out of here. Oh, 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 okay. I'm uh, on the hood. Come on, let's go. There's a windfall. The car's, <laughs> car's started. Oh. All right. Are we... Uh, Anybody huh. know how to pick a lock? Ah, uh, we got a screwdriver in back. I can. I I can not only facilitate you opening that box, but I can give you a chain of ownership that would be uh, uh in the woman's own handwriting. That would be excellent, Mister Hunter. Yeah, and it would be excellent if you would sign and dates a, a, a little uh, slip for me, saying that I would get half again bonus for uh, providing said chain of ownership, provided that inside the box is what you hope to be there. Mr. Hunter, I, I despair at your lack of trust in your fellow man. Uh, oh, but I, I, I can write something up here on the dash right quick if it sets it your fierce suspicions at ease. It is not at all a lack of trust in my fellow man, Mr. Scroggins. It is a trust in the binding honor of an American contract. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I will write him a bonus uh, slip with my signature All right, uh, while we are headed out there. I produce the the note giving the key and uh, the responsibility to it over to me, and I add a little note of my own passing the the ownership of that key over to uh, Mr. Baxter Scroggins. I will tuck that away in my sweaty vest. Uh, I will make a note of it. (laughs) (laughs) As an academic observer. Keeping my receipts. Shelly makes a note. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so now you've got got a receipt now, essentially. All right, so what do you do? Uh, yeah, we head out there, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, okay, if so she's putting Grandma on the ground, that sounds plenty distracting, and we can mm-hmm. get to that box, yeah. Okay, so you head out there. You see the long, black vehicle uh, of the local mortician. The air feels even worse here today. It feels even hotter and more oppressive, and it seems darker, a lot darker. And there is 
an awning that's been set up with some chairs and a couple of benches and what looks like a temporary lectern, maybe for a, a pastor or a priest. Uh, and Babs is fussing about pulling at things. And she, she waves at you as you come in and says, oh, it's just so dreadful, so dreadful. Things that happen just in the middle of the night. It just, oh, she was so alone. Oh, you poor thing. Come here. I, I embrace her and console her as hard as I can. Yeah. She sobs dramatically into your shoulder. Dramatically is really the only word you can use. Shyster now, recognizes uh, another shyster. <laughs> game recognized now, game. Now, I, I know this is hard, but with the with the heat and, and the rush on the proceedings, we we should pick out something for her to wear, of course. Uh, jewelry. What what would she prefer to enter the next life in? Oh, just something in a closet. I'm sure there's plenty of things up there. Oh, come now. It's it's an occasion we shan't repeat. I I, I know it's hard to go through these things, but I I will go, I will get you through this hard time. G- come with me. We'll find something for her. Okay. I am trying to charm her mm-hmm. into a room yep. away from the box. I will okay. I will look for the box. <laughs> Okay, so Baxter, give me a charm roll, and Shelly and uh, anyone else who's looking for a looking for the box can give me spot hidden. You will notice as you go up the stairs that little potted plant now looks completely dead and withered um, next to her. I got a fifteen. Chair. Fifteen on okay. spot hidden. Sixteen. Uh, I, I think thirteen on spot hidden. Okay. Yeah. So Shelly, you're I looking made around. Charm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're looking around, Shelly, but you don't remember if she set it down. Did she take it with her? You're not really certain. But Carl and Jean, you can't find it. Carl, you remember it was it. She took it with her into her bedroom. It's not there. <laughs> but Baxter, Barbara. you do lead Barbara in. Um, yeah, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm trying to snow her as hard as I can while they find the box, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I don't know that it's not there, so I keep (laughs) doing it. Yeah, so she, together you pick out a a dress, she doesn't have anything that looks like it was made after 1910 in here, but you help her pick out a dress and jewelry and everything while the others are looking and not finding the box. Oh, yeah, I, I pick some ratty old thing. Oh, this is a classic design for a grand dame of her stature. Uh, you know, a, a fitting dress to, to meet God in. Uh, yeah, I'm going on and on to try and drag it out as long as possible <laughs> as they toss the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, once once I can't do it anymore and we come down, I'm going to try and refrain my angry looks when they don't have a box in their hand. Yeah. Yeah, not find a box, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I just give him a a, a little slight nod, or a shake of my head. (laughs) I I glance suspiciously (laughs) at uh, Babs, but say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you keep looking? Do you go to the funeral, which is a about to happen, you see the mortician uh, bringing. Well, out I um, when I see there's no box, um, and uh, I 
There we go. Oh, you know what just occurred to me? The the coin your grandmother mentioned from from the song. Coin? What coin? Yeah, the the coin from uh that that the the cotton-eyed gentleman gave to Rory at the, at the hanging. She she told me the whole story. Yes, it was quite enchanting. Don't know nothing about no coin. Well, well, she said it was it was part of the song's providence. It might be in that that container, and of course, we don't need that for the courts uh, or the judges. Wouldn't it be just fitting to bury her with that as a final heirloom? Uh, <laughs> Give me a uh, hard fast talk. <laughs> Make it happen, Caleb. Bring the magic. Eighteen. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Says, well, I don't know nothing about no coin. Are you sure it's in that box? Well, I don't know where else it could be. Well, it could be with some of Rory's things at the records hall. Could be. Um, actually, I, I I read uh, some of uh, the uh, documents I found in the in the attic last night, and they do seem to indicate that it could be in the box. Okay. Well, and it's also important to verify that the box is intact and. The records, uh, a public showing could do undue damage to them. It would be terrible uh, if uh, they were to be damaged during the, the the performance. Well, maybe, but, you know, we ain't got the key. Oh, uh, I, Mr. Weidman, before he found Jesus, had a uh, youth of ill repute. I'm sure we can get that box open in a in a jiffy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Getting thrown under the bus is part of your job, all right. <laughs> but as long as we still do the big, the big yeah. dramatic opening at the performance tonight. Oh, they won't know. They won't know. Certainly, certainly. And she tells you to wait there for a moment. And she disappears off back behind the house. Takes I good... slip Whiteman the coin, the, the the key, yeah, yeah, so he it... can pick it, yeah. <laughs> All right. So it takes her a good fifteen to twenty minutes. By which point, the coffin has been brought out and set up. A couple of people have arrived. Not very many. There's maybe ten people here. Uh, other than the young man that you saw before, dressed all in black. He's got his guitar over his shoulder again. He's sitting on a bench with his hands and crossed across his chest, and he looks very much like he doesn't want to be here. Um, and Barbara comes back carrying the box, and a very bulky man wearing a wife beater and uh, these tattered old jeans comes up behind her. Uh, he looks like he downs maybe a six pack a day and he's looking at all of you, but she brings out the box and says, all right, fine. As long as I get my big dramatic moment. Certainly. I would never deny that to you, especially in a time like this. Um, is the body down there or like we sit in Shiva with Henrietta or where'd they put her? The coffin is being brought out to the front of the, the awning now. Okay, so she's in the coffin, I assume? They've already done <laughs> that? It's safe to, assume that. It's safe to okay. assume that. Okay. 
Uh, since I am not really required for the proceedings out here, I think Carl's is going to sort of wander out and, and kind of quietly pay his respects from the edge of the funeral proceedings. Mm. Try and like make sure his uh, work shirt is like less wrinkled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Carl goes and pays his respects quietly. The massive man waddles his way over to the to the awning and sits down heavily next to the young man in black who sighs and gets up and walks over to your group. Okay. Well, hello. I'm Hunter. Nice to meet you, I suppose. Very classic ah, you're, teenager. You're you're Barbara's son, I, b- I believe. Yep. Unfortunately. Barbara I'm very in. sorry to hear for your loss. <laughs> she was the only decent person in this family. I would have I would have no trouble believing that. <laughs> I guess I'm not at uh, next to him, but <laughs> no, thought. you've moved over to the awning for the moment. Well, if you're going to open uh, it yes. up, you've got to open it up. Uh, Mr. Whiteman, could you work your magic? Sure. I will unlock the uh, ornate lock on the box, but I'm not opening the fucking thing. Oh, I'll open it. I will be happy to do that. Uh, Shelly's going to get her face right into it. Yeah. I think we should all crowd around and obscure as much vision of us yeah. using the key to open it as possible. So, Can I yeah. get some cover here, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're ma- a tight little group of, you know, oh, yeah, excellent. The tumblers. Good job, Mr. Whiteman. Um, okay. So you're crowding around trying to prevent Babs from <laughs> seeing that you're using the key? Give yes. Me a gr- give me a group luck roll. So the person with the lowest luck. Uh, which would be Baxter, I, I believe. I have a 25. Oh, oh. <laughs> I also have yeah. at 40. Would that help? Well, we'll see the group luck roll first. Okay. So, Gene. <clears throat> yep. You you have to roll luck. I did. What well, the result was good? Very bad. Group? No, okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a it was, it was it was in fact the worst it could be. <laughs> I rolled a 55. <laughs> Okay. Yay! I said, "Watch this, everyone. Get get in real close to get an eye on this one. This is gonna be awesome." Well, this isn't Delta Green, so it's not going to cause you any uh, undue uh, failure issues. Uh, but Babs is trying to push her way in. She's, "You folks got a key or something? There, give me a sleight of hand to see if you can successfully hide the fact that you're using the key." Oh, please be under a forty, please. <laughs> 35. Okay, so even with her pushing her way even with her way put uh even with her pushing her way in and trying to get uh try and figure out what you're doing, you manage to open the box and palm the key before she notices that you're <laughs> using it. She says, "Oh, you're mi- you're mighty strong, Mr. Whiteman." <laughs> yep. All that and, time was a kid on the streets, I guess. Feared by all the shopkeeps in Nashville before he was saved. Uh, quite, quite the artful dodger, this one. Um, I obviously don't sound like I'm from Nashville. I have a New York accent. Like, Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I thought you were from Brooklyn. Yeah. What's he talking about? 
I elbow mead sharply, yeah. Oh, ow, ow. <laughs> okay, so you open the box, and inside you find a small notebook, a very old-fashioned um, stitched and bound notebook, mm-hmm. and a coin, heavy metal coin, and what looks like some papers. To see? There. Everything's there. Give me that box. Wait, uh- uh, no, no, let me look at it. I, I open the book a little bit to, to examine it, taking you know, very exaggerated flourishes, but, you know, like you have the little gloves on and uh, carefully open it to, to make sure it doesn't fall apart to see like how how intact is this book? So it's tattered in places, but you can see in the first few pages, there appear to be scrawled lyrics of various songs that you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. It looks like his songwriting notebook. And then the further okay. you flip through, you start to see that there's what looks like splatters of some dried brown substance in places. And the handwriting gets stranger and loopier. Hmm. Hmm. I see. I see. Interesting. Interesting. Fascinating. Well, it'll take time to decipher some of these lyrics, but this is, this is, this is it. This is it. Uh, it'll take time to find out which page has the actual Joe lyrics, hours of work. So if I could just have it for the day before the performance, uh, that would really no, no, help no, no, us no, all. No, 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 no. That's not what we agreed to. We agreed. No, to we just need the coin, Miss Mead. That that's all we need. Uh, you know, the lyrics, of course, are, are accurate. Uh, I will take a picture uh, real quick mm. before she closes the box again. It's like okay, taking a picture of the inside of the box. Okay. Yeah. All right. Does Hunter, the coin look unusual? Does it look like American currency or is it like it, something it carved in it? It looks yeah. like it's an American quarter from the 1850s. You didn't look at it close enough to get the date, uh, but okay. it does just, it looks like a quarter, uh, which would have been decent money to pay a fiddler in those days. Uh, mm-hmm. But there it does appear to be a spatter of what looks like mud or blood on it. That's it. Okay. Well, I, I would give that to Babs as promised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for the ceremony, of course. She takes it, she looks at it, she shrugs, says, I suppose, if it's what she would have wanted. Obviously. And she takes the box under her arm and marches over to the mortician and slips him the quarter, and he looks at her very confused, (laughs) uh, because the funeral's about to start. So, funeral has ended, you've buried the coin with, uh, with Henrietta, which I'm sure is not going to cause any problems later. It was not an important artifact at all. And <laughs> Barbara has the box again. So do y'all have anything you'd like to do before the performance? Carl, at some point you'll have to go over and set up all the recording equipment, including one of the yeah, newfangled little well, microphones uh, you can put onto Hunter's fiddle. Yeah, I might as well busy myself with that. Uh, I don't I, really have much else to do. Oh, I will ask around about Joe's shack. Uh, Cause it's supposed to, um, yeah. Where where did they bury Joseph Taggart? I guess. Yeah. Okay. So according to Henrietta's story, he was buried in the swamp mm-hmm. where they hung him, which is which would have been common for the time, right? For a murderer or for uh, some other criminal, they would have buried him where they killed him. If they buried him at all, they might have just left him to sink into the swamp. Okay. Well, I mean, if they walked him out somewhere, I would imagine they might have a specific tree for hanging such folk. 
you might uh might want to dig up where if you start looking for where a hanging tree is that might put you in the right direction well yeah i'll go to the well actually you know what barbara did mention the town record so i'll go there and poke around there uh and see if there's any anything i can find on rory and or joseph you know okay so you're going down to the city hall Mm -hmm. right what is everyone else doing I'm uh, trying to get a vibe check of the the people around here. What is the what is the general like? Uh, I don't know. What's the atmosphere like around here? How are people reacting? How are people acting around us? Okay, uh, give me a psychology roll. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've been Everyone's cracked so thing. far. Yeah, quite good at those. Uh, unfortunately, today was only a fifteen out of ten. So, shit. Oh, okay. So, in general, you just get the feeling of that slow-moving kind of southern town in places where it's so hot you don't want to do anything during the day. People give you the occasional glance, both at the funeral and then in town once you head back, but they don't seem to be particularly interested in you. I like it that way. I'm all right with that. Okay. So... What are the rest of you doing while Shelly's going to the to the town hall? I mean, I might as well get a head start on my uh, actual job, because if uh, anything <laughs> goes sideways with the recording, uh, that actually would be my ass, so. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to try and get Barbara to sign an intensely predatory contract now that I know <laughs> there is proof of that song in the box. You know, like a okay. good paranormal investigator. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Shelly, you can give me a luck roll because you were going over those papers the night before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 36 out of uh, 50. Okay. So one of the sets of papers that you were looking through appeared to be legal documents concerning that box in the records office, Mm. whatever it is he has there. So having that sheet of paper should allow you to look at whatever he left there beyond Mm -hmm. anything, just records wise. If he left anything at the records hall, you will be able to look at it. Great. Armed with this document, I go boldly forth. Okay. So you head down to the city hall. Excuse me. You head down to the city hall which is this long, low building. It mm-hmm. contains both the mayor's office and the records hall and the auditorium, based on what Barbara said last night. Uh, it is a well-kept building. There's actual green on this building, the ivy climbing up on the pillars. There's a porch set out front with multiple rocking chairs, uh, because this kind of heat, what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And you see, as you go in, Uh, To the records office, there is a desk with an elderly gentleman uh, in a well-kept suit, curly white hair, a cane leaning against his desk, and rows and rows of shelves behind him. And he gives you this brilliant smile, a very genuine, warm smile as you walk in. And he says, well, hello there. What can I help you find, folks find? Uh, hello. Yes. Uh, I'm a, um, well, I, I am a, uh, anthropologist and a historian and I would like to, uh, learn more about your wonderful, uh, uh, town's history. 
Uh, in particular, uh, I have this document here. I'd like to find out uh, if you know any anything you have pertaining to Rory Welsh or Joseph Taggart uh, around eighteen fifties, eighteen sixties. Oh, looking into looking into Rory, huh? Well, he was our most famous uh, resident for writing folk songs and things of that nature. Talk to anyone in roundabout towns. 20, 30 years ago, they'd know who Rory was. Be good for him to get the recognition he deserves. Exactly, exactly. I'm here to document this and tell the world about Rory's good work. Right. Well, uh, he died back in the 1860s. He pulls his giant ledger out from under his desk. It appears mm-hmm. to have all the births and, and deaths from what you can see upside down uh, listed in here. Uh, there's a very fresh one for Henrietta Welsh uh, down at the bottom. Very fresh. Wow, they're um, on top of this shit, like mm-hmm. on the same day. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's a very small town. News travels very quickly, and yeah. it doesn't appear to be very busy in this office. Fair so, enough. As well, uh, I don't know what all I can give you. We don't have a whole lot of physical records from back then. We got some clippings from the war and so on, but folks didn't write a whole lot around here, you know. So, Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, if you go back further, you might find something of his. Not sure I should let you, though. Well, I mean, it's important. uh, uh, Well, I, I mean... I do have uh, this, uh, you know, uh, I guess I've already shown him the document, Um, but um, it's the only way to guarantee that Rory's uh, importance uh, will be will be uh, recorded. Uh, I'll be I'm from uh, up in Nashville and I'm here to, you know, document Mm -hmm. the musical history of this great country. And I think Rory's contributions should not be overlooked any longer. Right. All right. Well, you wait here a minute, young lady. And he stands up. He walks with a limp. He's got a cane in one. uh, He takes the cane in one hand and he limps back into the into the filing system. Uh, It's very neat back there from what you can see. Very well organized. And he goes straight to a back corner. You get the idea. He knew where this was going to be the whole time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he walks all the way back there and he pulls out a wooden box. This one's a bit, mm. little bit bigger, a little bit longer than the metal box that held the holds the songs and held the coin. Uh, and he brings it back, and he says, "Well, according to my predecessors' predecessors, Rory left this here to be kept, uh, only to be accessed by someone who had uh, the the proper permissions. And seems like you got those. So here you go. Great." Hands you the box. You you're not taking this out of here, though. Uh, of course not. Of course not. Uh, I, I assume there's tables nearby I can use. Um, right? There, there is a table. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Great. Yeah. All I need. Uh, I I will document this box. Uh, open it. You know. Put it on the box. Open it up. And uh, yeah. Take photos and uh, write notes and give me, give me, give me. Uh, <laughs> okay. You're gonna get a- another. And uh, hand out in a private message. Not oh, great. ominous at all. Yes. Went so well the last time. <laughs> it was fine. I 
barely talk of a curse or anything. Yes, now it's, give don't... us a moment for uh, Ross to make Mr. Burns fingers and just be like, <laughs> 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 hmm, okay. my character's never encountered the supernatural. This is all just mass hysteria. It's a case study. It's a, uh, yeah. I'll show Margaret. <laughs> Hmm. Moment of silence for Ross to react to things. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could you could go on to someone else. I will uh, uh, summarize. We need more it. ominous vocalizing. Come on, do it for the people. Mm. <laughs> do it for the people. <laughs> uh, do it for the gram, Ross. Uh, Arkham, it says. Ah, oh, interesting. <laughs> Just shreds, you say? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> So uh, whatever, yeah. Baxter, you're at uh, back at the house, uh, trying to get Babs to sign a contract. Uh, how are you persuading, fast talking, or charming her to sign this contract? She doesn't seem to understand what she's reading completely. Excellent. Um, uh, I I assure her that she does, and. The acoustics of the contract are, are ready to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it says I'm going to, it says I am in no way required to offer an advance. Uh, I own the name Rory Welch in perpetuity. Uh, publication rights. Uh, yeah, I fully intend to invent a person named Rory Welch and sell the records based on. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's you know your standard 1950s records contract like <laughs> everything short of I own your firstborn you know all that kind of stuff yeah essentially yeah, get away with it yeah <laughs> so she looks over it she looks a bit confused as she's trying to read the language and parse it out but of course you're banking on the fact that it's legalese and she's not going to be able to figure everything out uh, so give me fast talk with a bonus die. Okay. Uh, how does that work in this edition? So uh, roll your tens twice, your tens die twice, and whatever is ah. lower is your result. Okay. Ooh, okay. We're probably going to take that one. Definitely taking that one. Uh, and not four. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, she just signs it. She start, she starts getting a bit confused and says she has a headache and you just soothe her with uh, how well it's going to go and how much money she's going to get. So she just signs it. Oh, it's a shame that your poor dear mother could not see the wonders you are going to make of this property with this money. Uh, but it will be a lasting testament memorial to her memory, I assure you. I, I just can't wait. It's 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 going to be wonderful. And she's looking around the house kind of with this predatory little smile, just as if she's imagining what she's going to do here with all the money. Oh, keep imagining. That's, <laughs> it's that's the type of money it is. Yeah. Gene, what are you doing? Um, seeing close to Baxter, whatever kind of waiting on his word. Okay. I don't really have uh, many other things I'd be doing other than uh, just making sure this thing goes through. We get the hell out of here. Yep. I mean, the record company has paid for this performance to go on already, and it is kind of part of the way they make sure they get the song. Uh, 
rights all wrapped up with this with this performance that they now own the rights to uh, before anyone else can get a hold of it. So just listening to Baxter go on and on and on. Oh, I'm used to it. It's it's something new. Um, I just kind of zone out, wait for him to finish. Um, yeah, when I when I get the paper signed, um, yeah, she can keep her little box until the performance is done because I own whatever's inside of it now. Uh, and I won't say that aloud, but we will we will go get ready for the big debut. Um, once she's you know done and assured she hasn't made a terrible mistake, um, we can we can get on out of here. Yeah. Baxter, would you like, or Mr. Scroggins, would you like me to hold the contracts? Uh, yes, yeah, certainly, Whiteman. It's very kind of you. Thank you. I will put those away. Okay. So, Carl, you're setting up in town for the performance. You don't have a whole lot of time, uh, and it you know you have a lot to do to get everything ready, checking the acoustics, making sure everything is set up properly, that the recording will go off without a hitch. Uh, Hunter is there, this young man. He's brought his fiddle for you to hook up for him. But he's just sitting there in this long hallway. There's American flags hung everywhere and bunting and flowers. It looks like it was set up for maybe a, a victory event back in 1945 and nobody ever bothered to take anything down. Um, but he's sitting in a seat at the front of the room near the stage where you're setting up. So, um, I suppose uh, if we have a private moment, uh, as I'm going up before I, uh, you know, ask about hooking up his fiddle, I will just be like, well, for what it's worth, uh, only, you know, met her in that brief slice of time before the end, but your, uh, your grandmother certainly seemed to, uh, be a person of quality amongst less shining examples. She was real nice, Grandma. Not like the rest uh, of my family. He actually cared about things and people, not just money. She uh, she encouraged your uh, music learning? She did. Barbara tried to stop it, said it wasn't going to make me any money in the future, but Grandma, she said I had had Rory's touch. I was, I could do something with it if I want to. I learned guitar. I, I learned fiddle. Gonna make it big one day. Well, I believe uh, I spent a little bit of time in Nashville, and I'll tell you, there's no way of predicting who does. You just gotta you take your shots where you can find them. Uh, other than that, I don't know how nothing works but electricity. Well, I'm sure uh, I'm sure I'll make it if I can get out of here. Maybe the the money that's coming in will distract Barbara enough that I can get out of here. She doesn't really care, but mm. I make some money with my fiddling and stuff around here, so she keeps a hold. Well, I know the type, uh, and I will say, though he don't care for much, if you put on a good enough show to sort of bend uh, bend my boss's neck your way, you, you might be able to, to at least get a reference or something for up in the city. Just, uh, you know, you put on the best show you can, and uh, that's, that's all you can do. You let your art be the art, you know? He brightens up slightly, like you get an actual little hint of a smile on that very sullen face. He says, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Barbara well, says this will be good, uh, so... <laughs> 
I am I am not one for long and deep conversations and heart to hearts, but I, I wish you the best in whatever way people do that for music performances. I always get it mixed up in my head. But that said, if I may uh, uh, wire up your your uh, the instrument for the microphones, and we can uh, we can be ready for you to show us what you got. He smiles slightly and hands the fiddle over. He starts doing like a vocal warm up in the corner getting his voice ready and you can see he's sort of mimicking fiddle movements with his fingers like as if he's uh playing his fiddle while he's singing uh just to get all ready and warmed up for for the big event it is now getting close to time shelly you've spent some time reading uh what's there which isn't a whole lot Mm -hmm. oh i copied it i copied the the especially uh yeah, the hound out part. <laughs> yeah. Copied out the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have it on my notebook. Um and like so it it it, it does have a song in there and like song lyrics, or is it just uh because it, it refers to the Okay, okay. It does. I just don't want to send it to you just yet. Okay. <laughs> Mostly That's because then we'll get get another. Uh, hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Distraction. Yeah. Okay. But I definitely copy the the song lyrics and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll hear it soon enough at the massacre. I mean, kind of. <laughs> oh, this is a different song. There's oh, something okay. about There's two songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Noises intensify. <laughs> <laughs> So do y'all meet up uh, again? Well, not Carl, because Carl's in the hall um, before you go to the performance, because it's getting on to be about that there time. Uh, oh, sure. Or, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I just meet at the hall. Yeah. I don't, I think we're, I think I'm good to go unless Whiteman needs anything. Okay. Uh, nope. All right. So uh, you hand the documents back to BB as he tells you to call him Shelly, uh, Billy Beauregard, and he he files the the documents reverently back into the box. He's wearing gloves. You'll be happy to see as he puts things back in, closes the box up, locks it. Says, "Well, y'all come back now if you need anything." Oh yes, hey, I'll probably be paying I a visit ain't got again. A file. I ain't got a file on it. It ain't worth knowing about. I laugh at his joke. <laughs> he smiles and you can head over to the, to the town hall. So mm-hmm. the town, the town hall already has some people filtering into it. There is a very sweaty man in a very cheap suit standing outside the door, welcoming people in. Uh, you assume this is the mayor and he does in fact introduce himself as uh, the mayor and is shaking hands and glad handing, uh, making little comments to people. And uh, he introduces himself to you as mayor Howard, as you come in and he seems very excited to see you in particular Baxter. (laughs) Uh, Oh yes. Talking about all the, the tourism, the money this might bring in for, for the town. Uh, And uh, you, you recognize another person like yourself. In, in in him as he's just talking very fast and without a whole lot of actual emotion in it as he welcomes everybody oh, in. I, I mirror his hollow charms. Yes. 
Oh, this is a new day for Bob Marie. We're, it's on the map. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm equally excited. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time the performance is due to start, there's about 50 people in here, which is probably most of the town. And everyone is sitting very expectantly. Hunter is up at the front, seated on the stage with the microphone. He's looking a little more energetic than you've seen him before. And Carl in particular, you'll notice this. He's got his fiddle hanging loosely in one hand and the bow in the other. And uh, Babs is in a very, very tight wiggle dress with the three sets of oversized pearls and her hair piled up even higher to be closer to God. Uh, And she walks up onto the stage, the click clacking of her heels driving you partially mad (laughs) as she takes these tiny mincing steps because she cannot move in this dress. Uh, But she's holding the box in one hand and she looks out at everyone and says, uh, Welcome to the performance of uh, Cotton Eye Joe, the original by my great-great-grandpappy, Rory Welsh. You all know of Rory. I hardly need to go over his, his legacy and his story with the fine folks of Bon Marais, but I'd like to, to thank the representatives from Royal Jean Records for hosting this performance tonight and for bringing my great-great-grandpappy's legacy to light. People will know, and they'll come and visit and spend their money, and it'll just be absolutely wonderful from, for his legacy, of course. It is a shame that my grandma Henrietta can't be here with us. A moment of silence. And she literally takes half a second before she picks up talking again. <gasps> okay, yeah. <laughs> and she pulls a key out from her pocket, and she dramatically opens this creaking box and she tilts it to show to people that there's this notebook inside and some papers. It says, well, song's in here, the original one. So we're going to have my dear son, my talented, talented boy, Hunter, perform it for us for the very first time ever it's been heard or sung since great-great-grandpappy passed away. And she pulls out the notebook and she passes it over to Hunter. And he very carefully flips through the book. Some of the pages look like they're going to tear if he's not super careful with it. He's very gently turning the pages. And then he pauses. He looks at a page, looks to be near the back of the book from where you're sitting. And he nods. And then he starts to sing. And I'm not going to sing the whole song because I am tone deaf personally. But you hear the first line. Cotton Eye Joe, Cotton Eye Joe, where do I come from? Where will I go? Singing from this gallows, heart as black as coal. And his voice begins to rasp as he gets past those first couple of lines. The lights begin to flicker all around you as he continues on to the next lines of the song. His eye is black, his grin is rot, his neck is wrong, but what of that? And he starts singing louder, and his fiddle begins to wildly play. And as he hits 
the chorus of the song, his eyes roll back in his head and you see only the whites. His body begins to shake as he's playing this song. He doesn't stop singing. He doesn't stop playing. He keeps going despite the fact that his body is at odd angles that should not be possible for him to continue to play. His head turns. He should not be making sounds with his throat the way his neck is twisted, but he continues to sing. And the words I'm taking photos. Be- the, words become, <laughs> the words become strange and dissonant. You can't quite making them out. It's, it's alien sounding almost to you. And his voice becomes this croaking, disturbing whisper, like he's being strangled as he sings. And a strange, foul wind begins to blow through the hall, smelling of swamp water and rot penetrating everything and everyone around you. And I would like a sanity roll from everybody. Yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, um, 97. Uh, so, is no. That a, is that a fumble for you, Baxter? What's your sanity? Uh, it is a 45. So All right, so um, that's a fumble. I'll deal <laughs> yep. with you in a moment. How'd everybody else do? Failed. Uh, uh, yeah, I could fail, too. I got... Uh, <laughs> I got a 98. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what's your sanity, Shelly? Uh, let's see. My starting sanity is 50. Okay. So you, that's not a critical uh, fumble for okay. you because you have 50 or above. Uh, you have to roll uh, okay. 100 to fumble on that. Um, I see. Car- Carl, how'd you do? Uh, I rolled a 61. My, uh, my sanity is 45. So Okay. No. So we have all fails, which is great. Uh, so <laughs> Shelly, you're going to lose three points of sanity. Carl, you lose two. Gene, <laughs> you lose five. Yay, there we go. Yep. And Baxter, because you fumbled, you're going to lose the full six. Yeah, I guess that's a temporary. Uh, well, it might be. You both need to make me intelligence rolls. So Gene and Baxter, give me int rolls. Oh, I, <clears throat> I really passed that. So I, I, oh, th- that's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. A lot four out of 45. I, I really see the, uh, you really the understand true reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get an 84. So no. All right. Which <laughs> is good not. because you don't want to pass this intelligence role. So oh, Baxter, you're, I no you're longer rash- live on the placidile <laughs> ignorance anymore. Yeah, Baxter, you're rationalizing this away. It's some kind of special effects. Uh, he's putting on some kind of uh, weird performance, like some of the the newer artists coming into Nashville are doing these days. But, Gene, you completely understand how impossible this is, the way his neck is twisting. He should not be able to sing this way. This is impossible. And the smell and the sound and the lights flickering, you feel this cold, damp, moist hand across the back of your neck. That's what it feels like just for a brief moment. And you're going to have a bout of madness. I'm going to roll for that and see what we get. Weed! <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh boy. So you are going to have a bout of violence. 
a red mist descends over your eyes as you realize that something is horribly wrong and it takes you back to your time in the war. You're suddenly not sure where you are, but you know that you need to stop the people around you. That's going to last for two rounds, so not too long, which is good for the people around you because they're your compatriots. Um, But you are going to go into a burst of violence as the townsfolks start yelling and screaming and uh, and clutching their ears. Some people appear to be bleeding out of the ears. You hear prayers calling for the Lord's mercy as people begin flooding towards the exit. What do you do, Gene? Well, the uh, source of this trouble seems to be right in front of me, so uh, old trusty 38 is going to try and put a round in that, that thing. Like Content warning, harm uh, to teenagers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, are, you are really you... did not like the performance. <laughs> <laughs> so, More of a country right. music guy, not really a folk. <laughs> All right, so are you sh- uh, shooting at Hunter? Oh yeah. Okay, so give me that firearms uh, roll. Uh, thirty-three out of forty-five. <laughs> okay, that was close. I'm not sure we wanted this one to be a pass, but here we go. So uh, give me oh, that. Gene most certainly does, and then the rest of course. Of so, give me that uh, damage roll. So, the D, D8. Seven. Ouch. All right. I'm going to make a con roll for him. He passes. So, you shoot him through the chest, and he turns and looks at you, or you think he's looking the way his eyes are rolled back. There's blood <laughs> pooling down his chest. And he's still singing. Despite the fact that you have shot him point, almost point blank center mass, he is still singing. He doesn't appear to see you. He doesn't appear to hear you. There's an aura of darkness that is settling in around him. You can almost feel it the way it's darkening and darkening and darkening. As you look at him, you feel hear this incredibly loud, discordant fiddle music, despite the fact that the fiddle is hanging loosely from his hand as he sings, and you can hear this loud, croaking laugh. And then his body begins to rise. He's jerked up onto the tips of his toes, almost as, and he's clutching at his throat, almost as if he's being strangled. But he's still singing. And he looks at all of you and the few people who are still here, including Barbara. And he laughs this deep laugh again. And then he says in a deep, deep voice, I'm going to see you soon. Real soon now. And Hunter's head twists at an unnatural angle and he collapses to the ground. And so the three of you who are not currently in bouts of madness make me a sanity roll. Gene, you're fine because you're still in a bout. You're fine because you're still crazy. Oh, that's another <laughs> yep. fail. Okay. Did you fumble again, Carl? Or not Carl? I got a 94. I don't 94. know if that's a fumble, that's but it's a, a 94. Fumble. You need yeah. a 96 to fumble. Carl, how'd you do? Well, I got a 62 this time. One higher than before. Uh, still a regular <laughs> no? failure. Y'all's dice are calling for violence tonight. 
I, I told you. Honestly, that's guys. average for Caleb. He's yeah. just, we pass yeah. everything until it matters, and then yeah. Royal John did not send their best. No. <laughs> uh, Shelly, you lose one. Okay. Carl, you lose four. And oh. Baxter, you lose two. Okay. For seeing this horrific sight. A quick drop to 37 from 45, but okay. All right. So, Gene, you see the boy collapse to the ground in a pool of blood after hearing this horrific voice, but you still have one more round of violence. I mean, it's worth shooting once, it's worth shooting twice. <laughs> um. uh, can I try and stop him? Grab it to yeah. grab his gun. All right. Yep, so it'll be a dex off. So okay. both of you roll dex. Let's see. Uh, 56 out of 75. Yeah, 54 out of 60. So you both succeeded? Yep. Mm-hmm. Who has the higher dex, Gene or Shelly? Mine is 75. Mine is 60. Okay, so Shelly's going to win this one because uh, her dex is higher. That's how it goes with ties, usually. Uh, so, Shelly, you managed to knock Gene's hand just as he's firing. And, Gene, you come to your senses as the shot goes off and all of your ears are now ringing, both with this laugh and the remains of the song and with the shot that's just been fired, the second one. And you come to your senses and realize you just shot someone, a teenager. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I'm going to run up on the stage and attempt to do first aid on the, okay. the shot child. <laughs> okay. So run up and give me that first aid roll. All right. How are the rest of you reacting to all of this? <laughs> Gene, stop it. What are you doing? Uh, I would think for someone who has witnessed the horrors of war, this is terribly like upsetting right. for, for Gene. Uh, so Gene's like, you saw what the hell that thing was doing? I, I, you can't shoot him! You, I mean, you did see it, right? I, I don't know what I saw. It's mass hysteria. It's nothing. It's, it's we, 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 uh, uh, the, the swamp is affecting us. Uh, and clearly there's some unknown pathogen in the air that's causing us to doubt our own senses. Uh, he was just playing a song and that's it. There's no objective evidence. It's just our perception. And this is already documented. This is like St. Valentine's dance. It's just, just another case of mass hysteria. Sure. Baxter, you saw that. Gene, go get the car. (laughs) All right, boss. Uh, Carl, how did you do on your first aid? Not well. Uh, 76 over 40. Okay. So Hunter appears to be in a coma. As far as you can tell, he's non-responsive. You can't get any... He's got a pulse. It's kind of thready. But he's not responding at all. You try to patch up the bullet wound and nothing happens. Like You staunch the bleeding a little bit, but then it bleeds through again. And Barbara comes rushing up and pushes you out of the way. We gotta get to uh, the doctor. Yeah, we definitely do need to do that. Where is the doctor? I'll take care of this. You've already done enough. Oh, Hunter, <laughs> baby, Hunter. I will grab the notebook. Okay. 
Good work, Dr. Mean. <laughs> I only hire the best. While she's hey. looking at her dying son. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I'm the fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> this is for science. It's for academic knowledge. Mm-hmm. And my career. Uh, uh, Ross, I've now sent you the song that you read in Rory's uh, work. Okay. And then later uh, I'll send you the one that's actually in the journal. Or in the notebook. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. So the rest yeah, of, you, uh, can, the rest of yeah. you can give me a listen roll. Okay. I make that, of course. Of Not course the sanity do. rolls. I <laughs> will make that. I, I, I fail. I will. Uh, Carl? Pass? I also fail. If you... Okay, so if you passed, you hear both Barbara and the mayor humming the song under their breath, just casually humming it. And it's that I'm, I'm slowed down version. Past, uh, oh, so I was, I'm just trying to get past Barbara to make sure that try and keep the bleeding, like keep pressure on the wound mm-hmm. or something. If we're waiting for a doctor, are we waiting for a doctor? Are we taking him to the doctor? What are we she, doing? She's picked him up at this point and has started carrying him. Not very okay. fast because she's in those ridiculous heels. How about how about I carry the kid and you tell me where to go? Uh, okay, fine. She dumps him into your arms, so you can take Hunter to the to the doctor. He's only a a, a small country doctor, as he puts it, uh, but he looks horrified and starts patching Hunter up, and he shoes you out, uh, and you I'll, you can hear yeah. You can hear Hunter muttering the words to the song as he shoes you out of, as the doctor shoes you out of the room. Okay. Well, consciousness is good. That's yeah. Okay. I, I leave when he shoes me out. I'm just, okay. okay. Kid, mm-hmm. Kid's still a little conscious. That's better than the alternative. Uh, mm-hmm. shit. Uh, Baxter, where are you at? Uh, breaking down, uh, Hunter's recording equipment and just chucking it into the, trunk yeah my are, boss car now yeah we are getting go. we are salvaging everything we can and getting the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah what performance we didn't make it we i signed the contract and left no one could prove he was there security cameras haven't been invented yet yeah just, just getting all the evidence i can and getting mm-hmm. the hell out yeah where where are shelly and carl because i'm about three seconds away from not giving a shit I I would be like helping uh, breaking out just like boy it just kind of babbling like boy you know if uh, it's really quite a convincing performance I mean uh, of course people yeah shut shut the hell up shut up oh yeah I mean it's a good thing magic isn't real because otherwise we'd be cursed I mean that's what the journal said shut up we have to go into the swamp to do um yeah I'll I'll shut up okay wait cursed yeah what are you talking uh, about. Oh, the um, that's what happened to Rory and some other people who who hung Joe uh, is they complained of fevers and intense pain and uh, uh, they, they in a sense curse you know a psychosomatic thing I believe. Am I, but am I going to have to give a, the cars a place for quiet reflection? Uh, um, but you know the only way to remove the curse was a banishing song performed in the swamp with something owned by Joe at moon at, 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 on a full moon. You know it's. Uh, there's actually a third song, a banishing song uh, that I found. Um, yeah, 
So there's there's three versions of the song: the normal one, the one we just heard, and a banishing song. Uh, that sounds like a small town Louisiana's problem. Well, I mean, if the curse is real, then we're all cursed. We're going to die horribly. But, you know, that's not real, so we're fine. I assume that's right when I get back from the doctor. <laughs> yes, that's right when you get home. Or not home, it's right when you get back to the town hall in the car. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go back to Nashville. Are we... Are we not? Are we just gonna leave uh, uh, Gene holding a, a gun that he seems a little too willing to use? Uh, is that just not a conversation we're gonna be having? You're willing to try to take it from me? I punched him. I'm driving the car. <laughs> we we're not in the car. Yet. Yet. <laughs> I thought we're at the car now. No. We're at, at the car. I'm loading it. Right. I'm not leaving behind all the recording equipment. That's evidence we were here. Yeah. No, since you bring it up, so, I do pu- attempt punch you and attempt to take the gun. Like that's I what's going to happen if you fight say that back with me. Hunter. Okay, so Have we're it. having Have a PVP. It. Yeah, we are. Yay. All right, so both of you make fighting brawl rolls. Woo! Causing trouble on purpose. God, what is it with the sixties today? I got a fifty-nine out uh, sixty-five. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I whiff. Okay. So, are you attempting, actually attempting to hit him, Gene? Is he attempting oh, to take the gun from you? Yeah, I'm fighting Doc. If he's going to okay. swing at me, I'm not going to let him do it. All right, so give me uh, D3 plus your damage bonus if you have one. I do. I'm a big so, boy. D3 plus a D4. This could be uh, Five damage. Oof. All right. Carl, is that half your hit points? Uh, I got 13. Okay, so no. Uh, so it's not a major wound, which is good, but he does shatter your nose. Everybody stop it, goddammit. Stop it! Hunter, I, you, made, you made me do that. Put the fucking <laughs> I mean, gun down, or you're gonna have to shoot my ass, too. The gun's put away. It's in the holster. No. No, not on you. You don't get to have a fucking gun if you shoot a child. Pretty sure that's what I'm paid to have on me as a gun. I did something to look out for the rest of us. Bax, you're gonna back me up here? God damn it, we are in a town that just told us a elaborate story about how they kill people without trial, and you just shot a kid on a live stage in front of the entire populace. We have got to get the hell gone from here, god damn it. Uh, yeah, get, get in the... Stop fighting with each other, get in the car, we gotta go, we gotta go now, 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 now! Everyone give me hard power rolls. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're so paranoid. What? How does the hard <laughs> oh, that's, thing work again? Half, that's of half your power. Your power. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, uh, if my power is an odd number, do I r- round down or up? It should be on your character sheet. It's that number. Next. Yeah, it should oh, say okay. on your character I see, sheet. I see, I see. Twenty-two. Gotcha. Okay. It's totally a good thing that a hard power roll is totally succeeded with an eighty-six. <laughs> <laughs> fail. Uh, yeah, I fail. I fail too. Hey, Baxter. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so everybody failed is what I'm hearing. Everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So you're all starting to, as you're putting, like, arguing and getting your noses broken and putting equipment into the car, you're all humming the song a little bit, but at different points in the song. So it's this kind of really heavy, discordant melody. Nothing is lining up properly. And Baxter, 
you start to feel tension in your throat and you start coughing and you start choking and the rest of you see dirty swamp water and insects come flooding out of his mouth. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and roll sand. Can we roll that sand real quick? <laughs> yeah. And then you see a snake slither out between his teeth. He didn't have to add that. That's not any better. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I rolled a 97. I rolled That's a 99. A- what are y'all's sanities? Uh, 45. Okay, so that's fumbles for both of you. Hell so you yeah. Take, you take the max of three each. Okay. Remember to keep track uh, of your sanity. Once you've lost one-fifth of your starting sanity, bad things happen, so keep an eye on that. Yeah. Oh, that's happened. That's happened? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, How'd you just do, now. Carl? Uh, I regular failed. You regular failed? Okay. So you only lose one on the D3, so... Uh, Gene. Do I lose anything for puking snakes? Um. We'll get to you in a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm dealing with, with the, the people who are All right, doing fair this enough. I, yeah, I didn't know if I needed to roll. <laughs> yeah. So, Gene, you're one fit, you've lost one-fifth of your starting sand, yeah? So, yes. that means that any sanity you lose automatically triggers a bout. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, I'm going to roll, see what hmm. happens. Fingers crossed, more violence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Running alone uh, into the into the swamp sounds pretty good. Too. Look, I owe Caleb a, a fucking player kill for him killing me in a game last time we played <laughs> together. You did this. <laughs> so, Gene, they're out to get you, Gene. They brought you here specifically to kill you. They never liked you. You were always the outsider at the company. On this team, they're out to get you. And you are now afflicted with paranoia. Great. (laughs) And that's going to last for five rounds. Which essentially is just a few minutes, but still, you're paranoid. A a long few minutes with a person with a firearm. (laughs) Yeah, do we need That's to what like, I rolled, clear man. Scroggins? <laughs> do we need to like clear Scroggins' airway or something? Like, is he able yeah, to so breathe? Baxter, give me that sanity roll. Okay. Well, here I go beneath my You're one coughing fifth. and choking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, holy shit! Did you pass? I got a, I got a thirty-six out of thirty-seven left. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, which also happens to be when I hit one fifth. Well, that's good that you passed that then. Mm-hmm. So the thing for you is, as you're coughing and choking, Baxter, the way you rationalize this is as soon as these things fall to the ground, they're gone. They're no longer there. So you tell yourself maybe what? How how do you rationalize that? Um, They dosed me with something, obviously. It was in that, that goddamn tea. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, uh, it's that slow-acting uh, dose. That's that's how they get you. Super slow, like twenty-four hours <laughs> time release. Mm. So as I'm coughing, if I can get control of myself again, mm-hmm. I uh, crawl myself back up, uh, Doctor Mead, and go banishing song. What was that you said about a banishing song? <laughs> um, 
yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, I wrote it down here in my notes. Um, the uh, uh, we need something that from Joe when he was alive. So, uh, and I, I'm sorry to say this, uh, Mr. Scrogans, that coin <laughs> that you had buried with Henrietta, I think that was uh, that was the coin Joe had uh it gave to rory so that's we got to get that coin back you did uh, this on purpose baxter you you knew put us in this fucking situation what to what end i don't know right, you tell so me. i can throw up goddamn bog creatures on the fucking street like how, how does this profit the company explain it to me well, there's some theories about the collective unconscious. You know, have you heard of Young? Um, he was Shut talking. The about- hell up, me! <laughs> Is there a oh. hardware store in this town? It's a feed store, probably. Yeah. 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 Anywhere there, I could get tools. <laughs> there, there'd be a hardware and uh, feed store. I mean, I don't even know if they've had time to finish burying her yet. Uh, we might just want to go straight there if we're going straight there. <laughs> yeah, we're going back to the house. You got to drive us back to the house, Whiteman. Okay. Oh, I will. I will drive them back to the house. (laughs) Okay. You drive them back to the house, and you swear as you're driving, Gene, the roots of the trees around you are reaching out and trying to grab onto your vehicle. You can feel them almost wrapping around the tires as you push your way through towards the house. There is a... Uh, Hmm? Go ahead. Does the radio work? Give me a luck roll. Group luck roll, so that means Gene. God damn it, Gene. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> uh, I don't got this. The radio does not work. All right. Well, so much for drowning the song out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cal is just, Cal is just uh, bleeding vaguely from the nose and smoking in the back seat. Or Carl, rather. Oh, we're all smoking. It's the fifties. I know ten doctors suggest you know camel. So you're all smoking, and the song is playing furiously in your heads. You can't get it to stop. The further the the further you get from town, the worse it gets. It's building and building and building in your brains, and there's this strange sounds that he was making that sounded like they could be words, but ancient and something you don't understand. You can hear them, but you don't understand them. And it's like the worst possible earworm ever. Oh, oh my, this there's there's something to this. There's, you don't understand what this means. Um, I don't understand what this means. What does this mean? Somebody tell me this is. And Gene, as you're driving, you suddenly see, Dangling from a branch right in front of you is a tall, lanky man with his head cropped at an impossible angle as he's dangling from a rope. And you see these big black pools of his eyes as he opens his mouth and he laughs at you as he brushes up against the car dangling from this tree. Yeah. And then he's gone. Awesome. No sanity roll because you're still in about. Pretend like I didn't see that. <laughs> That's all normal for the best. Cle- 
Clearly, that's something Baxter set up to freak you out. Yeah, Baxter. It's Baxter's <laughs> doing. <laughs> okay. Damn, Baxter. Why you got to do that? So you make your way back to the house, finally getting over these grasping tree branches and hallucinations and whatever else it is. And as you get out of the car, you can see the, the fresh plot where Henrietta has been buried, but there's no headstone yet. You just see the disturbed earth. The sound of the insects around you is unbearable. It's like there's thousands and thousands of flies and mosquitoes and other insects buzzing around. You can't see them, but you hear them. You see a few here and there. A mosquito bites you, you know, as, as they do. A fly might land on, on your head. But there's, it just sounds like there's thousands of them all around. And it's providing this staticky backdrop to the song playing in your heads. So wait, the the banishing song, we need to perform something with the owned by um, Joe, Ro- Joe, right? Yeah, something when Joe, when he is alive. Uh, then there's the banishing song, which I've written down. Uh, then we got to go to where he died in the swamp on a full moon with no stars out. So hopefully tonight. Well, you didn't say that part before. Well, we got to do there. I mean, I meant, I just mentioned the first step and that that's this. And then we got to hold on to what belonged to him. And we got to sing the song. If you can do that. You can stick him out in that bit of the swamp forever. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a binding ritual. Um, actually kind of reminds me of hermetic met. Uh, well, look, that's, that's not here or there. Um, you're at the golden bow. Uh, I guess not. Um, dig, dig. <laughs> yeah. Are there still shovels or tools around from before? Like, what do we, what do we got? What do we find? So I'm not going to make you make a luck roll here because I'm not that evil. I am a generous <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> there, <laughs> well, I got this. There is, there is still, <laughs> there is still a couple of shovels out here. I rolled a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I start furiously digging at the hole. What 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 do I roll to? I push X to dig. What am I? You, what do I do? you don't have to roll to dig. It just takes you a few minutes, and you feel like every last nerve is being flayed by this song that is now getting even louder, and the insects that are around you, and the heat, and the humidity, and the light from the full moon that is barely cutting through the darkness that hangs over you. But you can dig down uh, until you hit her coffin. Uh, yeah, I I rip that son of a bitch open. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you rip the coffin open, and inside you see Henrietta. She's wearing that white nightgown, Carl, that you that you saw in a dream last night her eyes are wide open and she looks terrified and very very dead Uh, but it's no wonder they didn't have an open casket sorry sorry to barge in ma'am I'm scrambling around for that coin (laughs) yep so you find the coin because Barbara essentially (laughs) just chucked it in and it's just there it it's just a normal quarter it looks like but it does have Flex of potentially dried blood. 
don't love that. Not thinking about mm-hmm. that. Just uh, here, Doc. Here's a coin. Here, have a have a quarter. Okay, so now we have to find the place where he died. We should probably go back in time and so, get some lanterns and things. Yeah. Well, you have flashlights, uh, but Shelly, with your research earlier uh, into yeah. the into the town, into Rory and everything, you'd know more or less where you need to go into the swamp because they did have a hanging tree. Although oh, well, uh, legends suggest that after Joe died, they stopped using that particular tree. Weird. Um, okay. Well, I actually have an idea of where to go. Um, and we just have to hope these, uh, you know, this is the, 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 the stars are right. Uh, well, no stars are out. Um, full moon, no stars. And, uh, then we have to practice, uh, we have to sing the song. I'll, I'll uh, write a copy for each of us. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Let's, let's, I can, let's discuss I can put that we- in the one shots thread that, okay. uh, for everybody to see. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, we can we can we can job. Can you write and walk? Because I'd really like to be on the way there while while I still have a head for this thing to be in. So you're walking out into the swamp, or? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean, I would like to drive as far as we can, but yeah, if we'll walk after that, yeah. Okay, if so I'm not, not getting the much... car anywhere near anywhere it can get stuck. Fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> you're walking. Yeah, I, I go with. Uh, I, I agree with the uh, child shooter over there. just not gonna let that go Uh, yeah uh, kind of sticks with you (laughs) Uh, i I grab i grab mead were there instruments anything to play inside when you were looking Uh, around the house it's just a broken fiddle and yeah real broken not 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 a little bit yeah um i feel like it it just mentioned singing it doesn't say anything about playing the fiddle Yeah, y'all never sing in a church choir come on let's go let's go let's go yeah all right. Um, so you move out into the swamp. You have to walk. There's no way you can drive here. And the air feels close and heavy, like it's sticking to you, and you almost have to push your way through it. You see slithering snakes moving around in the waters beyond you, if you can call it water, this heavy swamp muck. There's the baleful eyes of alligators. You think? Glinting back and reflecting at you from your flashlight. The humming of the insects is now worse from the fact that you can actually see the insects now. You are surrounded by a flood, a swarm of mosquitoes and flies that are buzzing and buzzing and climbing around your skin, buzzing into your ears. I make it out of this. I'm going back to the fucking mountains, I tell you what. And as you go, I would like a dex roll from everybody. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. No? 34 no. out of 60. Okay, so Gene is fine. Carl? 59, regular failure. Okay. Note that you can't spend failed. luck. You can spend luck to pass rolls. That is a oh. thing you are allowed to do. Oh, okay. Just... I'll spend seven points of luck. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, 30 myself. points of luck still won't get me to a success. <laughs> won't get you to a success. Uh, That's yeah. bad. That's a bad uh, fail. Yeah. Nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with failing. Let's see where this goes. Okay. So as you're moving through the swamp and the insects are buzzing, the song is hammering away at your brain. 
Baxter and Carl, you suddenly feel something reach out and grab you around the ankles and start pulling. And you look down and you see tree roots that have somehow wrapped themselves around your ankles and are dragging you back towards the swamp. Uh, Uh, I scream for help. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Also going to do that. So Uh, Shelly and Jean, you see Baxter and Carl being dragged by the ankles. Uh, I will attempt to grab Baxter and pull him free of whatever. I I will attempt to grab Carl. Okay. So give me strength rolls, both of you. (laughs) Anthropologist, (laughs) uh, skip arm and leg day. 76 out of 70. Uh, I'll I'll spend six luck to help you out. Thank you. Uh, I will spend 11 (laughs) points of luck uh, to, uh, yeah. Okay. You're going to die by my hands. God damn it. Ain't no no swamp branch going to take my friend. I'm going to adrenaline flows through Shelly. It's like, what would Margaret do? I'd do better. (laughs) All right. So you both managed to pull Carl and Baxter respectively out of the grasping roots uh, your feet come away sticky and heavy with swamp muck, both yeah. of you, Carl and, and Baxter, as you were nearly pulled into the swamp and under the water. But you have been nice. uh, saved by your friends here. Thanks, friends. <clears throat> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You'll get a raise, I swear. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you're goddamn right. <laughs> so you keep making your way through the swamp. Pale moonlight is heavy, almost, the way it has to pierce through the darkness. But it doesn't give you that much in the way of light, strangely. You get more light from your torches than you do from the moon. And you see a small clearing up ahead of you. Shelley, you recognize it from the map, more or less. Um, But first, I would like luck rolls from everybody. Cool. We're so good at these. I just burned you, 18 points of it. Holy shit, I made one. Congratulations. 95 out of 19. <laughs> okay. I also fail. I fail. Okay. Um, what did you get, Carl? Like, number wise? Uh, I got a 60. What, what was that? 67. <sighs> So Gene has the worst fail here. Yeah, imagine that. (laughs) Imagine that. So all of a sudden, as you're making your way towards this clearing, you know you're getting there, you know you're getting there. An alligator with bright red eyes suddenly lunges up at you out of the swamp and attempts to snap at your leg. So give me a dex roll or a, a hard dex roll or a dodge roll. Whichever is better for you. Let me look. Yeah, I guess if you have dodge trained, it would be better that way, but otherwise... <laughs> no, not necessarily, because my dodge and my hard decks are exactly the same. Yeah, you start, yeah. your starting dodge is half your decks, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, shit. So... Uh, three. <laughs> nice. So this thing, snap, this thing snaps at you and misses, and it slides back into the swamp, but you swear you feel its beady little red eyes still watching you as you move forward. Can I see its beady red eyes looking at me? You can. Would you like I'm to shoot put it? A, yes, I'm putting a bullet between those beady red eyes. Okay, give me a firearms roll. 26, I pass. 
Okay. Roll your D8 of damage. Three. I just piss okay. it off. <laughs> now so, it's mad. Yep. So you and shoot hungry. at it, and there's this horrible stench as you hit it somewhere around the head, and it doesn't smell like blood. It smells like death and rot, like a corpse that's been left out in the sun for too many days. And it is overwhelming. But it stays in the swamp. Mm-hmm. Watching you. Are you continuing? Uh, I mean, I'm not waiting on him. I live, we don't need to have a full chorus. We just need to get there with, you know, <laughs> right. harmony. let's go, let's go. Okay. I, I, yeah, I will make sure Gene uh, can see us before I, I start continuing on leading the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm staying close to the group. I'm getting eaten by an alligator, sir. They. Okay. So you make your weight over to this small clearing. All of the trees, the moss, everything here is dead. There are no living ivy vines, cypress trees. Even the moss is brittle and devoid of color. The only sign of life around here is the insects buzzing around your ears, biting at every exposed surface now that you have made it here. They're not just landing on you, they are actively biting you. The low, mournful tune of the song that you've heard tonight thrums around you, sinking into the air, into the mud and the muck of the swamp itself, diving into your chest so that you feel it with your entire body. A solitary tree stands in the center of the clearing. Its branches are bare and pointing towards the baleful moon. All the branches save one. It is bent towards the ground as if bending under a heavy weight, creaking in non-existent wind. Dangling from a rope on that branch is a body, twisting and writhing. The body is completely skeletal, dressed in tattered, old-fashioned garments from a century past. As you look at it, the head turns around 180 degrees with a horrible creaking sound, looking at you with a horrific rictus grin of death as it opens its jaw and begins to sing. Sanity rolls? Sanity rolls. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it seems reasonable. Oh, guess guess what? It is. uh, I don't have enough luck. (laughs) You can't spend luck on sanity. So, oh well, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, can't spend luck on luck or on sanity. So, you failed, Shelley Baxter. Mm -hmm, If you got another crit fail, I swear to the gods. No, just a seventy-two this time. So, just a rego failure. Carl, Uh, if I take any damage, it will take me below a fifth, though. You will take Uh, Sam. I I failed regular fail eighty. Okay, Gene. Oh, I failed. Failed. Okay, (laughs) great. So we're about to have at least two bouts here. Uh, As Shelley. Mm Hmm. Oh, Mm. that's a big guy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, So you lose three, Shelley. Okay. Puts me exactly at forty, which is one fifth. Uh, my okay, so we're about yep. to have another bout there. Congratulations. Gene, uh, you lose five. And it's going to put you in another bout because you've lost a fifth. Carl, you lose four. 
Oh, that is about for me as well. <laughs> yes, four simultaneous. As Baxter, you lose six. <laughs> Baxter's oh. just taking a sanity beating in this game. Oof. Okay, so we've got four simultaneous bouts going on, so I'm about to mm-hmm. roll these. Unless, and I offer this at the end of a game usually, do you have ideas for what you would like to do for your bout? Or should I roll? Oh, Up no, I, I want the randomness. I, I leave mine a chance. Yeah, yeah okay. same. All right, let's see. Crack the up. Let's start with Carl. Boy. Carl. Mm-hmm. You are the hero of this story. Oh yeah, I am. You, you are going to save everyone. You know what you need to do. You are going to mm-hmm. stop this horrific thing that you are looking at. Mm-hmm. You and only you can do this, Carl. You were always meant to be the hero. Uh-huh. This is your story. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, so that's Carl Baxter. <laughs> oh dear, uh, Baxter. Mm-hmm. You now have hydrophobia. You oh, are terrified great. of you are terrified of water. <laughs> it's a good place to be in a swamp. Yeah. Okay. Gene. Uh, oh boy, you've gone violent again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Why does the guy well. with the gun always get to go violent? I know. I was hoping mm-hmm. for paranoia again, but no. All right, mm-hmm. Shelley. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this one's fun. Okay. So, Shelly, you need to document all of this. You need to be the <laughs> observer. You you need to be the detached scientific observer taking notes. You need to to like this might be the the first actual real documented uh curse and haunting that you've that anyone's ever seen. So Proof of life after death! It's amazing. Yes. It's a, yes. Think of all the conference papers you can get out of this. Oh, I'm getting my camera out with the flashbulb, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to town. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's going to last for five rounds for you. Mm-hmm. Six rounds for Gene. Ten rounds for Baxter. And six <laughs> rounds for you, Carl. So mm-hmm. we're about to essentially go into initiative here. So uh, can everyone give me your dex roll? Uh, Dex, uh, number. 60. Uh, 40. Okay, 40 for Baxter. 75. 75. 50. 60. Gene. Roll. Okay, so, uh, no, Shelly, you are going to go first. Mm -hmm. So you see this horrific sight in front of you. And the world just kind of falls away as you realize the scientific importance of what you are seeing. What do you do? I get my camera out and take a photo uh, okay. at, with the, the with the flashbulb. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you start taking pictures. The rest of you see Shelley just start taking a picture. It's a scientific find of the century. Oh my God, we'll be famous. Proof of life after death. Uh, it, it defies metaphysics and everything we know. Uh, this is better, bigger than the atomic bomb. Yeah. All right. So Shelly is ranting. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is now Joe's turn. As something wriggles out of the swamp. And I'm going to need a group luck roll. 
Gotcha. Not, gr- not group for not group for Gene. Everybody make make a roll. Uh, okay. okay. Not group uh, for Gene. Uh, Fifteen. I fucking passed. Twenty. I actually passed too. Wow. Uh, Seventy-two. Oh. No. No. <laughs> Eighty. Okay. So Carl, you have the worst fail here, and something comes slithering out of the swamp. And you see this massive snake, cotton mouth, biggest you've ever seen, and it is going to rear back and try and bite onto your ankle. Give me a mm. dodge or fight back. You can either attempt to punch the snake or you can attempt to dodge the snake. Punch the snake! Oh, I have to punch the snake. I'm the hero. Oh no! Okay, it's different yes, than punching do. dogs. Heroes don't dodge. Heroes punch. And True, I fail. Do. 67 over okay. 45. It passes. So oh, it? you are going to take three points of damage and you're going to need to make me a con roll. Alright. Uh, what is my constitution? 75. Okay. I, I got yep. some I got some fight in me. Let's see how that goes. 44! Fuck you, nice. snake! <laughs> Alright. So, so it bites you, but you somehow manage to kick it off before it can sink any venom into your leg. It it does burn, but you are not poisoned, which is a very good thing for you. <laughs> All right, Baz, I love not being poisoned. Gene All my homies go. hate being poisoned. Yes, <laughs> don't get don't get poisoned. Don't get poisoned, please, Gene. When Gene's violent state at the moment. Um, not sure who the threat is with a someone flashing fl- flash photography behind him and just in big terrifying snake. Big terrifying snake. For all I know, that could be you. You could be the big <laughs> terrifying snake right now. I'm leaving it up. Yeah, I'm leaving it up to a die roll. Um, <laughs> Caleb, you're one. All right, cool. Carl, you're two. Nice. Rush, you're three, and Snake is four. What about the corpse? The weird animated corpse on the tree. Well, the snake is the animated corpse to me. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll put them in the same group. Uh, okay. Is okay. The animated I think, I think four should be five. five and six should be yourself. Uh, okay, oh. yeah. There you go. Nice D6. Gene is not going to unalive himself, right? He's going to unalive <laughs> one of you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Also, don't have a D5. <laughs> Roll d6 and re-roll sixes. No, that's stupid. All right, roll it. <laughs> Disgusting. You guys are lucky. It's yeah, rust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flash. That flash is drawing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's big, big flashing light. I do roll an not, an not yeah. five, so I definitely hit. Yeah, I don't know okay. if I can dodge it. That's I wasn't a, focused. You, uh, yeah. you can't dodge firearms. Yeah. Uh, but also. That's an impale. Oh, cool. And not five. So you're going to do full damage, a D8. So an mm-hmm. eight plus rolled damage. So, so roll sorry, a D8. <laughs> one shot, one kill. That's what we're going to get here. Damn you, Margaret. It's three. You're just 11. I'm sure you've got more okay. than 11 hit points. I have eight. <laughs> All right. So uh, give me a con roll. Okay. Uh, one. Okay, so you are you collapse to the ground. You're still conscious. You are dying. You will need to get first aid uh, in order to survive. But you are somehow still conscious, and you realize Gene has just shot you 
center mass. Everything hurts. <laughs> There's insects now biting at your exposed wound. Cool. Not super pleasant. Uh-uh. But you are, you are still conscious somehow. But okay. I'll be okay. I'll live on after death. We've just proven it's real. Yeah. <laughs> Except it sounds like, I'll be okay. We've just, uh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next is going to be Carl on 50. Uh Having having avoided being poisoned by the snake due to me being uh, the protagonist and vulnerable to all harm, I am mm-hmm. going to uh, instead of paying attention to the snake at all, I'm going to go running at the uh, the hanging corpse, attempting to like sing the song that was like scratched out for us by uh, by Mead and attempt to like punch the hanging corpse <laughs> while singing a punch That's sing. What I'm gonna do. Yeah, punch song. Okay. I'm just scared of water. I just I want to try. Gotta climb the tree. Carl. I do not. I definitely don't. No one gave me a coin. I grabbed the coin. Yeah. Yep. So all right. So Carl, you go running (laughs) at the corpse. I'm not saying that I expect it to work in real life. I'm saying that Carl (laughs) thinks he is doing the right thing. So you're running at the corpse singing the song. Are you going to attack the corpse or are you just singing? Oh yeah, okay. no, I'm I'm running at it, singing triumphantly, very poorly, and uh, and okay. gonna punch the, the so horror. You're gonna make a fighting brawl roll, and he's gonna mm-hmm. make a power roll. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Fifty four. I fail. Okay, he got an extreme. So Carl, as you go to swing a punch, you're singing the song. The head twists even further to look at you. And you mm-hmm. hear those discordant notes getting louder and louder as mm-hmm. the swamp itself starts to move around you, grabbing onto your legs. You feel the cold stickiness of the water and of this dead moss as it mm-hmm. slowly climbs up your legs and starts pulling you down into the swamp. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what happens on the next round for you. And finally, Baxter. I'm going to clutch the coin and start singing the banishing song as hard as I can before the water comes for me. Yeah, water, water everywhere. (laughs) And all the executives did shrink. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, so give me a power roll. Oh, good, my best stat. (laughs) (laughs) Baxter's perfect for this, yeah. Yeah, I am definitely the sorcerer of the group. This Uh is... Uh, 64 does not make it. Okay. So you try to sing, but the problem is the original song in your head is so loud, you find yourself switching to that version because you can't focus enough to get the words from the Banishment song into your mouth. So we'll see what happens on your next go. I'm sure it'll be fine. Shelly, Mm -hmm. you are, uh, you have been shot. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're on zero hit points, but you are still conscious. Mm Mm-hmm. Give me another con roll. (laughs) Okay. Give us a real good death rattle. Uh, 89. That probably is not a success. Uh, what is my con? My con? Uh, I do not have enough. My con is 40. I would need 49 points of luck. (laughs) I have 32 left, so I cannot succeed. You sink into unconsciousness. Cool. All right. So it is now Joe's turn. 
So opposed pow roll, Carl. All right. Because you're the one who just attacked him. 79, I failed. Okay. I got a hard success. So you are pulled violently under the swamp. You begin to mm-hmm. feel this thick, can't really call it water anymore, this liquid filling your mouth, your nose, your eyes, your ears. You feel little slithering things making their way into your nose and in, through into your ears as the song only gets louder and you start to drown. This is awesome. going so well, guys. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, Gene? All right, well. Um, not a target-rich environment anymore. Not oh, anymore. No. <laughs> so few targets to choose but from. Baxter, Baxter is singing that song, though. I know. Oh. Giant Snake. Don't forget Giant Snake. It's out there somewhere. Uh, so one, one through three. There's only one snake. His name is Baxter. <laughs> yeah. Baxter's a snake that put me in this situation in the first place. Um, yeah, one through three will be Baxter and uh, four Float. will be Joe. Hanging corpse. Hanging corpse is mean. Yeah, Shoot him. You're That's the one a D3 singing. at least. Yeah. yeah. It's Joe. <laughs> Fantastic. <sighs> Shoot Joe. Only okay. three more rounds after this, Caleb. You might survive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do I do hit Okay. for whatever it may be worth. Um, <laughs> okay, do your damage. Seven. All right, so you shoot the corpse straight through the chest, and this oozing swamp-like fluid comes oozing out of him. Great. And his whole body now turns around towards you, and he cackles. And the three of, well, the two of you who are still (laughs) able to see can give me a spot-hidden roll. Well, I'm spot-hidden. Oh, my God. I'm so bad at things. Did you fumble? No, it's just an 87. Oh. I'm just really not good at stuff. Yeah, I rolled a 90, so. Okay, so yeah, you don't. Well, it's fine. There's probably nothing to notice here anyway, except the corpse grinning at you. Uh, so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it is now Carl's go. Carl, you need to give me a con roll to avoid drowning on this round. Uh, fine. If you insist. Yeah. Is it? Con- oh, it con. Hey, Const- I make it. Did you? 42 okay. under 75. Your lungs are filling with swamp water, but you are mm-hmm. managing to hold on to some breath somehow. But you know that if you don't break out of here, you're going to die. Hmm. What do you do? I- I'm going to struggle to break out. Uh, what, what am I rolling? Strength. Strength. All I right. could be mean and say swim, but I won't. I mean, my brawl is higher than my strength. I could try and, like, literally fight. But. <laughs> you you can't punch your way out of a swamp. I disagree, but I, you're the GM. <laughs> there we go. That's more like it. Have you heard two over 40. Okay. Counter, counterpoint. So, yeah. so you are going to take four points of damage, Carl, yeah, as your lungs are filling with swamp water, and these insects are biting into your eardrums. I- I have one whole hit point left. It's fine. It's fine. We'll see if you break out on the next one. <laughs> hey, all I damage is temporary die. until it's the last hit point. I can't die. I am the hero. It's fine. Yep. You're you're going to have a triumphant rise the way the hero looks like they've been beaten and then they suddenly yeah. come back. All right, Baxter. <laughs> you got this, bud. 
gonna gonna try and sing that song again. Okay, so give me the power roll. Oh, God. oh my god, I make it! 40 yeah, under 55. Okay. You. So you see Joe's body twitch and then flinch as uh, you start singing this song. You will need to continue singing the song, especially because you're doing it alone. But <laughs> you have successfully started, which means you can start driving that, the original song out of your head. Uh, it is now Shelly's turn. Shelly, you did not get first aid Mm-mm. in this round. Mm-mm. So I'm sorry to say <sighs> Shelly sinks into the darkness ah. as these roots begin to wrap around her and start dragging her down, <sighs> down, down into the swamp. <laughs> nice, at least, Ross. At least you're unconscious yeah. for it, Shelly. Yeah. No joke. So uh, sorry, Ross. I, you're the first to go. Ross, I promise race. all of your notes will not be burned. And- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll see if anybody makes it out of the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It is now Joe's turn, and there's not that many targets. And so I'm going to roll a D4. On a one to two goes for Baxter. On a three to four goes for Gene. Two. I'm performing. You are performing. <laughs> all right. So, let's see make what am I going to do. Got to make his attack roll, right? He's going to do something. Should only have two bullets left. So that's, there's that. Yeah, you got oh, that yeah. going got, for got you. Two bullets left. Going for Baxter. So, all right. Ah. So he opens his mouth and he begins to scream, but the scream has some kind of melody or song to it, and the song is conflicting in a strange way with the song already in your head, but it's also harmonizing with it at the same time. And your brain is struggling to cope. So you are going to give me a hard power roll. Who is that? Baxter. That's me. Okay. Sorry. Yes. That's you. Hard power. Definitely going to make this. Mm -hmm. I got this one. Fine. Holy shit. I do. At seven out of 22. Congratulations. Dice coming through at the end of the game. All right. I am a record executive and a wizard. Well, it's now Gene's turn, so we'll see how this goes. (laughs) As that that third song fades from your head. I'm just hearing a cacophony of two things singing, and both of them have Mm -hmm. to die right now. (laughs) All right. Two bullets, two singers. Yeah. Well, two singers. Sorry, Caleb. Mrs. Roll. Mrs. Roll. 88, man. Jesus Christ. Can spend yeah. one just to play devil's advocate. <laughs> uh, an eighty-eight is not going to be run out of forty-five. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but and I will. Um, yeah, only one bullet left. All right. After that, it'll just be fisticuffs. Throwing the All gun. Right. So yeah, throw the gun. Baxter, Third. your go. Do I have to roll again? Okay. You do. Is this hard or regular? This is a regular one because you're just doing the song. And Wait, what happened to Carl? Um, Carl, are you okay? Are you dead? I'm I'm Carl, just taking a swim. Taking a little <laughs> Oh right, I skipped oh. Carl. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah, I good forgot Carl. you were dead. I, for, I thought you were dead, but you're not. No, no, so, I got one hit point. I got a whole hit point. <laughs> All right, so Carl. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me that constitution roll. Mm-hmm. 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 I will do that. Uh what is my constitution? Oh yeah, I keep forgetting my constitution is absurd. Uh yeah, 50 under 75. Kay. We're fine. We're good. You're you're still there. But you, you're you don't think you can last much longer? Are you nope. get, trying to to get your way out of here? Yep, yep, yep. Struggling, 
Gonna as you start to feel a snake slithering between your legs. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. Don't know how to feel about that. Um. <laughs> so strength to try and get free again. Yep. All right. All right. Eighty-four. <laughs> do you want to spend luck? Do you have enough luck to spend? No. No. Okay. So you try to push your way out, but you're so tired, mm-hmm. and it's so heavy. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna take um, for your drowning damage on this round two points. Ah, it's fine. I'm only at negative one. <laughs> All right. Give me a con roll. Fifty-four. I make. Okay, you're still conscious. You're on zero hit points. Mm-hmm. You are barely clinging to to life. But if you are not rescued in the next round, you're going to die. Yeah, it'll be fine. They know exactly where I am and the situation that I'm in, and therefore rescue <laughs> yes. is inevitable. <laughs> okay. No All one right. lets the hero die. Yeah. <laughs> now Baxter. <laughs> now Baxter. All right. Here comes the power roll. You're struggling because there's so much water around you. Okay, it's a 50, but I can spend luck on this, right? You can spend luck on power rolls. I am spending five to make it down to my 45, so I make that one as well. Okay. I'm down to 25 luck. Make it through the next stanza of the song. You're getting close. You're getting close. Shelly is dead. It is now Joe's (laughs) turn. And Joe has Mm -hmm. realized that you're doing something, Baxter. Something like that. So, Great. Yep. So a he lets out a cackle, and rising up out of the bog in front of you is a bloated, desiccated corpse, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then another one. Mm-hmm. Their heads are all crooked at weird angles. They're wearing the bits of remaining clothing from decades and centuries gone by. And they are going to attempt to grab onto you and shut you up. So, uh, would you like to fighting brawl them, fight back, or dodge? Oh, God. They're both so bad. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I suppose it will be fighting brawl, because that's 25% instead of 20. Mm-hmm. So, this, fight back. You got this. I believe in you. Uh, eight? The fuck? Nice. Alright, so one of them tries to grab onto your throat, but you dodge out of the way and you punch it in its bloated, rotting <laughs> face. So, just bobbing and weaving, just like floating g- like a butterfly, stinging like a bee. <laughs> give me a D3. Oh god, yeah. I'm sure it's gonna register this damage. Being a bloated, rotting corpse. Um, I get a one on it. All right. So a little bit of that slimy flesh comes away on your hand, and you can see this gaping open cheek wound, the bones beneath and the flesh. Doesn't seem too bothered by the one point of damage. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So next is going to be Gene. I'm just shooting at the corpses that just peered out of the fucking water. That's, Here we that's go. even Here more we nightmarish go. than everything else. Okay. That's the way to do it. Uh, six. All right. So I'm not even going to make you roll damage on that. You explode one of the corpses. Hell yeah. It, it just showers Baxter and his suit <laughs> in gory 
bloated, rotting bits. You're just putrescent muck, you know, the usual. Mm -hmm. And you are now out of bullets, Gene. Yes, yes, I am. Click, 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 click. Carl. Mm. You have not been rescued. (laughs) Aw, what? That doesn't sound right. What are you thinking to yourself as you sink slowly further and further into the swamp? And the mud uh, closes over your head and you realize no one is coming for you. Oh, no, I don't realize that. I'm, I am just holding my, my uh, reaching my arm up. It's surely about to be pulled up because I am, I am destined to survive this uh, until my thoughts die off. <laughs> so cinematically, we just see Carl with one hand reaching up towards the light, except there's no light really but expecting to be saved any moment as the muck fills your eyes and begins to seal them shut. And a serpent begins to wrap itself around your throat and starts squeezing the It's going to be so much more triumphant when I'm inevitably... Yep. (laughs) I have them just where I want them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it is your turn, Baxter. You, you got, this. got this. You are the champion. All right. Well, I got 25 luck points left. So if I can get it under a 60, maybe. Here we go. Oh, my God. What is with these dice? Ah, two. How nice. did this happen? Nice. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't make a roll for the entire first two hours of the game. <laughs> nice. Right. Okay. So. You sing the last stanza of the song. And you start to see these wriggling, writhing, dark shadows behind Joe. Slithering their way. Wriggling out of the swamp. They grab onto his corpse and drag him with a sickening crunch as his neck pulls away from the rope. Just leaving the rope dangling there in the non-existent wind, and they drag him screaming into the swamp. I need... I need um, are you out of your bouts yet? I uh, like two more no, I was at 10 rounds. Okay. I'm still terrified so, of water. You're still terrified yeah. of water. All right. So it causes you physical pain, Baxter, as you hear the splashing of water as Joe is dragged screaming into the swamp. And the music in your head stills. The insect sounds die away to a normal rate. And the two of you are left standing there. Staring at a rope. Swinging from a tree. So I'm going to need one final group luck roll for the two of you. (laughs) Yeah, where's your guys collective luck at these days? Pretty good. <laughs> Does Gene still have the lowest? I think. I rolled 11 out of 19, so man. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> nice. You managed to get back to your car just <laughs> as you see a the sheriff's vehicle come rolling down in your direction and you hightail it out of there. The thing is, as you make your way back onto the road, Heading home. 
You don't have anything to show for your hard work. Carl is gone. Shelly is gone. Shelly's books are gone. The notes, everything. All you have is the recording equipment. Not a word, Scroggins. Not a fucking word. Uh, When we get a chance to pull over, I will be dumping the recording equipment into the nearest (laughs) bog. (laughs) Just rolling it. There's a lot of swamp around. Yeah, just rolling it out of the back truck into the water and then getting back in the car without a word. So, now that you know where he came from, seen where he did go, what do the two of you do after your encounter with Cotton Eye Joe? Now that you know the power of music and you've seen horrible, horrible things. I collect a really nice fucking paycheck and I am finding a new line of work. That has nothing to do with the recording industry. Uh, I get really into gospel recordings and uh, <laughs> yeah. Rededicate myself to the church after well, I hope that, uh, having I hope your, your hydrophobia subsides before you get baptized again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I think maybe you feel a little bit of hesitation before entering the baptismal, but it's clean water. It, it's not swampy. There's no insects in here except for that little fly buzzing around your ear. Oh, it's no. fine. It's fine. <laughs> and for everyone, except for Carl and Shelley and the mm-hmm. two of you, the world slowly moves on, unaware of the origins of that popular folk song. Cotton Eye Joe. And that is where we will end this game. <laughs> we did it. We survived. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, you say, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Thanks that was there, really good. Now yeah. I'm just imagining an old man hearing the 1980s Rednecks version of Cotton Eye Joe. Oh my god. <laughs> and freezing like he's seen the devil. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, Grizzly, you hear this song? I'm just, ee- just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just panicking. Yeah. <laughs> running running into a desert somewhere to be as far away from water as possible. You know, going to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Quite fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Oh. I really liked it. That was, yeah. Yeah, was a blast. Glad y'all enjoyed it. So uh yeah. Go on, sir. We played the slightly condensed version <laughs> so we could fit it into one session. <laughs> Very well. Yeah. Uh, but that was really great. Y'all did some really creative stuff. <laughs> yeah no it was it was it was a really cool setup i really like the uh the the premise of the execution uh although i don't i do mind my execution there Ben. <laughs> look <laughs> this is not the f- to happen look yeah, you can no, ask fair. the rest of these people shooting fellow players and <laughs> it's why he plays all, <laughs> yeah. all age ranges of npcs yeah. is, is i'm an old hand at it i'm an old hat it's, it's true it's true uh yeah no I, I i quite enjoyed it um and so this uh scenario is going to be available uh on drive rpg i think or yes uh, uh we're okay. doing formatting and layout now so it'll be out fairly soon uh, cool. on drive rpg for the so, so where it comes from is you and where yeah. it goes is drive through rpg Mm-hmm. There yes. we go. That is no, the no. Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, it's really <laughs> yes. cool. And uh, how can people find uh, uh, out about you and the the old ways podcast and all that? 
so you can find uh, the Old Ways podcast on pretty much every social media uh, platform, although I think we might have left Twitter by now or X or whatever the hell it's called. Why ever uh, would but, you do that? Uh, <laughs> uh, the old place. Yeah. You can find us uh, as the Old Ways Podcast. You can also go to theoldwayspodcast.com to find listings of all the different shows that we do, including my Vampire the Masquerade campaign, our two Call of Cthulhu campaigns, Masks of Narlathotep and Horror on the Orient Express, uh, and all the different one-shots and so on that we do. Uh, and you can also find us on all your streaming platforms for all of your streaming needs. Cool. We're also on Blue uh, Sky. If you want to find me personally, you can find me there as uh, Rena Henzi. Great. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll have links in the show notes. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you so much for running for us. This was a blast. Uh, it's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love a good old historical Cthulhu adventure, uh, di- dying in the past in horrible ways. Yeah, just uh, dying yeah. in the present in horrible ways. So this <laughs> yeah, is it's a true. lovely change of pace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, now right. you've died 70 years ago. It's Yay. true. Yeah. I'll add it to the list. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, well, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.